Welcome, everybody, to Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. We are live Tuesday, May 3rd. And you might notice we are starting pretty late today, more than a few minutes late. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, we are having a very rough time doing today's show. Today will be a very um, poignant episode of Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. We'll try to fit some laughs in there, but overall, we are going to make tonight uh, dedicated specifically to our friend and um, and at one point co-host, uh, David Nesdal, who unfortunately passed away yesterday. And uh, it's rough. Because, you know, I, I've known Dave for many years. Johnny has uh, known Dave for many years. Uh, I've been personally friends with him, you know, for a, a good chunk of my life and uh, uh, worked with him on and off. And uh, today's episode is dedicated to him. We'll be talking about him. We'll be celebrating his life. And uh, and it's not easy. And I'm, I'm just going to say that you know, a lot of a lot of feelings are running high between um, between his friends, his fans, his family. Um, it's not an easy episode to do, but I want to dedicate most of today for Dave. Uh, I'm going to point out for starters, uh, we're not going to do super chats today. We got one already. Uh, from Sherman Callahan. Thank you, Sherman. That money, and we urge any other money you'd like to give during this episode, go down to at the bottom of your screen, uh, in memory of David Nesdal, in his name, please make a donation to uh, www.kidney.org to make a donation in his name. So please don't give us super chats tonight. Uh, we, we don't want the money tonight and Sherman's $50 will be forwarded, um, since you made it right before we made that announcement to kidney.org in yes. David Nesdal's name. Thank you, Sherman. Sherman. Thank you very much, Sherman. Thank and, um, Sherman. uh, apologies for starting so late today. Like I said, <clears throat> this is, this is a very emotional episode for all of us. Um, we will be taking phone calls through the episode. We will have uh basically like a group memory of dave because even though tensions uh and feelings of a lot of people are high and and some are upset and um well i mean i guess we're all upset um mm -hmm. it, it's it's deserving there's not enough tribute you can give to david nesdal i'm saying that as a friend i'm saying that as someone that will miss him very much uh, we'll be posting the the funeral arrangements as well. Um, let, let me see. I have Johnny. Do you have that to go, or I have that? If not, I could just read it. I can. I can grab it. Okay. So I'll, I'll announce it anyway for those of you that are just listening to it. Um, there will be a funeral Saturday, May seventh. That's this Saturday between eleven and one at the McLaughlin Kramer Michael Funeral Home. You notice Kramer's in there? That's kind of appropriate, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that's spelled M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N. 
Next word, Kramer, like the guitar, K-R-A-M-E-R. God, Dave would have loved that. Meagle, M-E-G-I-E-L, Funeral Home. That's at 220 Glen Street, Glen Cove, New York, 11542. Uh, you can send flowers if you like, but in lieu of that, you can make, and I really recommend this instead, make a contribution to the Kidney Foundation under David Nesdal's name. And, you know, we want you to do that because Dave was waiting for a kidney transplant. Dave went through a lot. Uh, you know, he went through dialysis and, um, you know, these people helped him a lot. These people helped him a lot and, and we owe them. So anything, whether it be money you would normally give to a super chat today or flowers uh, you would normally send to a funeral home, please give uh, in tribute, in tribute to Dave to www.kidney.org and put it in David Nesdal's name, N-E-S-D-A-L-L. Uh, let's, let's get yes. the credits out of the way. Let's let's get all the uh, the usual gobbledygook out of the way. Let's give thanks to our executive producers, the big bosses. Let's say hi to Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB and J Cat, Wayno, uh, Steve O, 5150, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, Michael B, R Habs, Warlag, The Chad, Lawrence Christensen. Linny Lou and my little geriatric sex kit, Mary, uh, James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Michael the Captain Smith, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. Those are the top tier channel members. Those are the big bosses. That is who takes the blame for all the shit shenanigans that, uh, <laughs> that unfortunately I, 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 burden the show with they get all the restraining orders they get all the the bad news so that is them uh yeah. I, I think i i think i just want to start off by for those of you that don't know who dave nesdall was um to the guitar community dave was known as that guy that Everybody saw whether they were back in the day on 48th Street, um, you know, working at, at what was he at Manny's, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, Manny's back in the day. Music. And uh, I think he worked. At, I think he worked at a few other stores over the years. He, he played around in various shows and um, he was just one of the, the big affectionados early on of Eddie Van Halen. He was. He had luthier skills that a lot of people didn't know about, uh, unless unless he set up a guitar for you. Because if he set up a guitar for you, boy, you knew because he was really good at it. He did a mm -hmm. few of them for me. But most of all, he was that guy that was in our group. And I say our group as those 80s hairband and 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 you know, hard rock and heavy metal guys. He was that guy that would literally just give you the shirt off your back. Off his back, rather. Um, he he just, you know, I, I don't remember even where I first met Dave. I know I met him back in the day. I know we crossed paths at various shows. 
Um, I remember so you, specifically. Go ahead. So you you met him like years like a, years before you were even on this. I, I met him years before, casually here, casually there. You know, we always crossed paths. We we became really close friends uh, more in in the last you know I guess twenty years, but. Um, I met him back in the day, just one of those guys you cross paths with, you know, like Mm -hmm. I said, uh, we, we, I know we were at a lot of the same shows, like, you know, for instance, Steve Vai played a, um, a tribute benefit at spit rocks in, uh, in 1980, I think 88. And, uh, both of us were at that show and, um, years, years later, um, Dave had a, a photo blown up from that show and he had it framed with the guitar picks and he gifted it to me. And I, I have it right here. Actually, this is the type of person Dave Nesdal was. He just basically said, you're my friend and I would do anything for my friends. And he did. And this is the type of thing he, he had this photo frame. This is Steve Vai at the specific show that Dave and I were both at. And again, we weren't close friends then, just, you know, that guy. Oh, that guy. Okay. Um, you know, but you see it has some of Steve's guitar picks framed with it. And um, that night, we, we both saw the show. And Dave remembers um, the guitar that Steve was, uh, was giving away for charity was... Uh, one of Steve's personal favorites. And Dave had a very close connection to it. And uh, I'll be showing it later. I'll I'll just tell you right off. That will be tonight's show and tell guitar of the week. Um, Because it was something that I always said to Dave, if anything ever happens to me, this is designated to go to you. Um, It was my uh, Dave's favorite guitar in my collection. Not the one Steve's playing here, but the one Steve gave away that night. And uh, mm-hmm. we both had a big connection with it. And um, when when I um, when, when Dave and I got together one day, um, you know, Dave basically, you know, said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm doing a uh, a podcast, and uh, I'm a part of a, a podcast uh, on on the Johnny Bean Show." And I didn't know what that was, but basically, him and Johnny and Jay at the time we're doing, um, we're doing the show. And, um, he said, I would love to have you as a guest. And I said, well, I mean, as a guest, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, you know, he says, well, you're, you're a very well-known guitar collector, but more so you're, I mean, you were on the TV show lost. That's a big deal. I think it would be really cool to, um, to show, you know, someone that's in the TV world, someone that's in, you know, you've done movies and stuff. I think it would be neat to show an actor that collects guitars. You could bring on a couple of guitars and um, specifically that one would be great to show that, that one with uh, you know, that, that Steve, I gave away. So I, um, I came over that night and, and Dave had me on as a guest, as a guest on the show. And, um, you know, the show was very different than obviously with, uh, with Johnny and, and Jay and, uh, and Dave it wasn't as foul mouthed. Obviously I brought, uh, <laughs> Not I, brought at all. I brought, I brought a lot of turmoil <laughs> to the show. Um, but you know, look the, um, 
you know, the audience and I had a fun time. So Dave brought me back for a second episode and uh, a part two of, of an interview. And I talked about, you know, TV shows and, and stuff like that. And um, and after that, you know, both Dave and Johnny said, hey, you know, if you want to come on more often, uh, come on. You could come on every week if you want. And, and I did. And, you know, so you would not be dealing with any of my bullshit if not for Dave uh, just as a friend, inviting me on as a guest initially um, mm -hmm. to, to come on the show. I would not be a part of this, this show at all. I would not, I would not be doing Tuesday nights. I would not be a part of this channel. So, you know, that's, uh, that's something, one of many things that, that I owe Dave. And, um, you know, we, we were all, you know, we, we did the show for a number of years, um, with, you know, with various, various lineup changes on Tuesday night, because Tuesday basically became talking guitars and eighties metal. It was initially just called talking guitars. And, um, you know, eventually the shows broke into, well, Saturday Night Live is these guys and Tuesday will be talking guitars and 80s metal and, uh, you know, and, and Friday will be the Van Halen show. And, you know, when we started the channel getting our footing. Uh, so, you know, the, the lineups have changed on Tuesday night. It was, you know, initially myself, Johnny, Dave and Jay, then myself, Johnny and Dave, uh, then uh, myself and Johnny, then Paulie came on and, um, you know, Dave eventually went off, as you know, to start his own channel and his own show, Nez says, um, and those should be available on YouTube as well. Uh, he did that with Ty Price and um, he had a run of those. And then uh, him and Ty went their separate ways into different shows and Dave formed a new show. And I remember being over Dave's house at one point and we're having pizza and he's telling me, you know, um, I'm not using the name Nez says anymore. That was a different show, but I, I can't come up with another name. And I sat there with a pad and paper and I'm, I'm bouncing names off. And I finally came up with guitar town hall with Dave Nesdall. And I thought it had a nice ring to it. And, you know, it, it took a second for him to think for a minute and, and he liked it. And, uh, and he went with that and, um, he had, you know, a bunch of episodes of that. You could also look up on YouTube and, um, you know, Dave has always been wanting to provide knowledge to the, uh, to the guitar community. Dave was very, very knowledgeable and Dave always wanted to share that knowledge. That that's the beautiful thing. One of many beautiful things about Dave was he wanted to always share his knowledge. He had a, a vast knowledge of guitars and of Van Halen and of technical things about guitars. And, you know, um, him and uh, our, our mutual friend, you should all know, Rob Johnson, always were like two very big Van Halen replica guys that they, they knew if they looked at a Van Halen replica guitar, they're like, nah, this wasn't the right type of screw. This pickup should mm -hmm. be at a little more of an angle. The paint is off a little bit. It wasn't this type of reflector. You know, they, they knew and they, 
you know, they, they made a point to, to share that knowledge. And Dave, above all, wanted to share um, that type of knowledge with everybody. You know, I, I, of course, want to come on like a hurricane and make everyone laugh and be silly and dirty and uh, pervy and all sorts of craziness, um, you know, and, you know, sometimes that upset Dave, you know, in a, in a tongue in cheek way. It's like, could you calm down so I could tell people about this guitar, you know, and I'm sitting there playing with my crotch. But, you know, this is this is the type that, um, you know, that 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 um you know that i am versus dave i'm basically an idiot and uh and dave was a professional and um you know this is the thing though he always had those intentions to to just share that knowledge to educate sort of in the same way i always talk about randy rhodes as good as he was he always wanted to um be the quintessential teacher of music he always wanted to you know, to share knowledge of how he played something. Dave was the same way in his knowledge of guitars and his knowledge of Van Halen in, in that. And Dave always wanted to present all that stuff to the audience. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, he finally got to do when he, you know, took his own show. Um, he really got very technical with a lot of, you know, how to, you want to know how to install a Floyd. You want to know how to change this. You want to mm-hmm. know what proper tuners Dave did that. Um, and, and, you know, that was just one of the nice things about him is his generosity, you know, generosity and knowledge, generosity and, um, you know, sharing things. Um, and like I said, you know, something like this. You know, this this was something Dave gave to me because he knew we shared a good memory as teenagers. Um, we we were at a show together. This gave Dave a lot of joy. It was hanging up in in his room. I didn't even want him to give it to me because he said, no, no, no. You know what? You have the guitar from that night. You need to have this. You need to have the guitar picks and you need to have the photo because it was a good memory we both share. And that's the type of guy that Dave was, you know, he mm-hmm. wanted to, um, he, he always was a pleaser. He was always a pleaser. He, he always, you know, you, you basically asked him for a favor there. There wasn't a no on his lips. He, he basically, I wish I'd meet girls like that boy. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, Dave was, you know, Dave was a, a person who shared his knowledge of playing, you know, his techniques, his techniques for setting up things. And again, go on his channel, check out some of his videos, check out some episodes of Nez says, uh, go check out some episodes of, uh, town hall with Dave Nesdal. And, and this will be pure Dave, just pure. Let me share my knowledge with you. Let me share what I know with you. And, you know, that's as a professional, that's, you know, um, you know, that, that comes from knowledge of working at Manny's and building guitars and, you know, uh, doing luthier work and so many, so many things that he did. And, um, you know, there, there will be another, uh, tribute show to him, I believe on Thursday, uh, probably on his channel. I believe it's on his channel. 
I'm not exactly sure, um, you know, the details yet, but, you know, look for it. It will be spread around the community very well. Um, I know the other day, yesterday, um, very rough for me because, like I said, um, you know, Dave, Dave and I have known each other on and off through our lives, um, both as, you know, mostly as friends first and then later on as professional co-workers on the air um, for many, many, many years. And, um, you know, we, we always got along, you know, I mean, you know, Dave was obviously more about knowledge and I'm more about humor, but, um, I loved making him laugh. And, um, you know, it's hard when I, I woke up yesterday and my inbox had a few, a few messages from various people. I won't go into who, and um, I, I had four messages that David passed away, and I um, I messaged his wife Desiree, and um, eventually I got a hold of her on the phone, and 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 it was unfortunately true. Um, and that really set me down yesterday. It it ruined uh, it ruined my day, of course, and I spent most of the day in bed, depressed, sleeping, crying. Um, because, you know, when you lose a friend and you lose a friend so young, you know, um, Dave was not old. I, I, I knew he had a lot of health problems. I knew he, he was diabetic and um, and had had um, small amputations because of that, that he that he suffered through. I knew he was going through dialysis and was waiting for a kidney transplant for a while. He used to call me sometimes uh, while during dialysis and um, and talk to me. And, and basically, we'd talk about guitars. And, of course, I'd try to make him laugh with my silly, perverted madness. And, uh, you know, I'd hear him. I'd hear his eyes roll over the phone. But I knew he was amused at the same time, uh, even if sometimes he didn't want to admit it. Um, but uh, he had a lot of health issues. And I was I was always very worried with him um, about those, but, you know, obviously hopeful. And, uh, yesterday came very unexpected, very unexpected. You, you know, I, I have to put this out to everyone, 133 watching, please leave a thumbs up on the video. Um, if you will, and, uh, leave comments about Dave in the video, if you would, I'd appreciate that. Um, but you know, one of the things that, um, I have to express today to all of you is your friends. You always think they're going to be a phone call away. You never expect someone, especially when they're young, especially even, even when they're sick, you know, you always think, you know, Oh, my, my friend won't die. He's a young guy. He's, you know, he's my age or a little younger than my age or a little older than my age, but he's a young guy. You don't, you don't see it coming, but mm -hmm. I'm glad I spoke to him. And I spoke to him many, many, many times on, on and off uh, in recent times. But I last spoke to him uh, about 10 days ago when his birthday was. I called him up and we had a nice conversation, as we always did. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad I got to wish him that happy birthday. Uh, I'm sad that he never got to see his first anniversary. Um, that would be, uh, I believe, in July. Um 
But I, I need to stress to all of you watching right now, listening right now, that don't take any of your friends for granted. Don't ever take for granted that they'll always be there because in the blink of an eye, you could lose someone that you love. And believe me, I, I cannot stress enough how much I had love for my friend, my brother, my co-host, uh, Dave Nesdal. You never know when you plan on them being there and God has other plans for them. And, um, you know, while I, you know, figured, hey, I could just any day call them up and grab some pizza or call them up and get together and talk about guitars or just pop over um, when I'm in New York here and there. Um, you, you always think that day is available and sometimes it's just not. So if you have friends, and I know we all do, that you have not talked to in a while, not made amends with, had a stupid fight with, or been meaning to call, call them now. Not this minute, not during the show, but I mean call them soon. Call them as if this is going to be the last day you speak to them and just spend some time. Call them, have a conversation. Tell them the things that you wanted to tell them all along, that you value their friendship, that you love them. Tell them because I never imagined that when I hung up the phone with Dave on his birthday, that it would be the last time I would speak to him. And I'm glad I remembered his birthday. And um, I'm, uh, I'm glad a lot of people remembered his birthday. And I'm glad a lot of people are here on the show. And I'm glad a lot of people spoke up on Facebook about him. Um, because Dave is a guy that deserved that. He deserved that kind of love. He deserved that kind of appreciation. And, um, you know, he was that guy that would just give you the fucking shirt off your back, off, off his back. I keep saying it wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, but he was that type of guy, generous with his time, generous with his knowledge, generous with his friendship. And every time I hugged that man, um, I knew that it was a genuine hug. I knew it was coming from the heart that this was someone that loved me as a friend and that um, I was proud to be a part of his life. And I was so proud to have him more uh, in my life. And, um, you know, it's just time to know that, to remember that we all have friends that we just take for granted will be there and sometimes they won't. So please, 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 at some point, call up those friends you haven't and just tell them, I'm so happy that we're friends and I appreciate you and I love you. Just do that for me. Um, as I was saying, speaking of friends, I'm going to mention this numerous times through the show. Dave Nesdal, uh, please donate to www.kidney.org. In his name, make a donation. It could be small. It could be generous. Just something to say. I appreciated David Nesdal. I appreciated who he was. 
I appreciate it all. He contributed to the guitar community. If you were friends with him and you were lucky enough to know him as I was, then you also um, say, hey, thank you for being my friend and for enriching my life with your friendship. Thank you for being a bright light in my life. Thank you for inspiring me, for, for being a person that literally went through so much with the diabetes and the amputations and the sickness and the, and the, 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 the kidney dialysis. And yet we're still able to inspire other people that, Hey, you can live with this. You can get through this. So please, uh, do both those things. Tell your friends you love and appreciate them while they're still here. Cause you never know. And please donate something in David Nesdal's name to www.kidney.org. Uh, let's also talk about um, probably the best thing about Dave being on this show for so many years. And when I say so many years, you know, Dave started early on with Johnny. And we, we have some clips we'll play a little bit. Um, but... Um, the best thing that ever happened to Dave, and th these were his words, were through this show, he met a fan named Desiree, and they got closer and closer and got to know each other, and they fell in love. And Desiree loved him for exactly who he was. She didn't care that he had health issues. She didn't care that he got upset over those health issues sometimes, and justifiably so. She didn't care he wasn't a wealthy man. She didn't care anything except the heart that he had, that big heart of gold that was Dave Nesdal. And Dave saw her as, hey, here's someone that's just wonderful to me, that makes me so happy, that is a fan of the show, but really not looking at me as the guy on TV. She's looking at me as, hey, here's this guy that's just a good guy, a pure guy, a real guy, a loyal, a devoted, a, a loving guy with so much love to give. And, um, and Dave and Desiree fell in love and they moved in together. And thank God they were able to get married uh, last July. And... Um, He's told me many times, I can't believe how lucky I am to have Desiree, to, to fall in love with someone so beautiful, so pure inside and out that really, really cares about me. And um, Desiree also couldn't believe her luck that I fell in love with someone so great, so wonderful. And this is just one of those chance meetings in the world where two people find each other, you know? And um, I just love that it, it it's just, you know, you never know where, where God takes you. Uh, you know, one, they always say, you know, a door closes and a window opens and, you know, life leads you into crazy, crazy directions you don't see coming and, Love hits you when you don't see coming, and you know suddenly you have different things that that affect your life. And um, Dave and Desiree met on this show and fell in love and got married, and they were the most beautiful couple 
I love them so much. Um, I, I always say, you know, there's there's two couples I always admired, and and one was Dave and Desiree. For the record, the other was Jay and Jeannie Hannon because I think they're just beautiful people. Um, but Dave and Desiree were such a beautiful match of soulmates. And uh, I always loved going over there and hanging with them both. And um, talk about a match made in heaven. They, they were just so perfect for each other. I'm glad that they were together at the end, um, even though the end had to come and I wish it didn't. I'm glad they were together. And um, I'm so sorry that he never got to see his first anniversary, but I'm glad that when he went, he was truly happy. He was the happiest he'd been in his life. He was in love. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sad that, you know, his health was deteriorating. I'm glad he's not in pain anymore. Um, but, um, you know, it's never easy losing a friend. And and Dave was like a brother to me. He was a, he was a close friend um, that I will always, always have good memories with. But I'm so glad that Desiree was um, a big part of his life. That was the highlight of his life that he was just so in love. And, um, I mean, what a great feeling. If you've never been in love in real love, I've, I've been in love in my life. Um, it's the best feeling in the world. It really is. I mean, I know I joke so much about, Hey, I'm going to go fuck these whores. I'm going to go fuck this one. I'm going to go fuck that. I'm going to jerk off everywhere. I, and, and that's, and that's, you know, that's fun and shtick and, and funny. But if you've ever been in real love, or if you are in real love right now, and you really find that person, you really find that soulmate that, um, that makes your life complete, especially when the chips are down, when you're, when you're going through so much, like you're going through, um, you know, all the health issues that Dave had and, and all the stress from that Dave had and still trying to keep a smile on your face. And then you get the love of your life, really a deep, true soulmate love. It's the most beautiful feeling in the world. It really is. Um, if you could ever find that, I highly recommend it. And, and it, sometimes it finds you. Really does. Um, someone in the chat asked, where's Paulie tonight? Um, Paulie had other things, but did send his regards. Um, just let's be a little specific. Uh, let's see. Dave was a good man. I'm glad to have known him briefly. And I'm blessed that his suffering is over. Um, and Paulie and I were talking about Dave yesterday, of course, a lot on the phone. Um, so Paul does send his regards and his love. And if he has time to pop in here later, that would be great. But um, I want to make this just as much about the devotion of his wife, Desiree, as much as it was the goodness of Dave, because Dave treasured her. Dave loved her so much. And um, to see him so happy to see him so complete by that was just the best feeling in the world to see your friend like that. Don't we all want that for all our friends? Don't we all want the people we love so much to be happy, to really, really be happy. And listen, Dave had walls of guitars and Dave had a, a house and Dave had loving dogs and Dave had, you know, he, he, you know, just so much blessings, but there's just something that when you fall in love, and, and someone makes you so happy to be so complete. It's the best feeling in the world. So this is as much a tribute to uh, his wife, Desiree, as it is to him. 
because uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to lose the love of my life in my arms in the middle of the night. And, and that is what happened. And um, that's got to be, it's hard for us. It's hard for me. It's hard for everyone viewing. And I appreciate you all to be here for this and to say all the nice things you do in the chat. We'll be taking phone calls through the show as well to talk about Dave um, and good memories of him. But it's just so great when love works out and you find that person that makes you happy. And I'm so glad that when he did um, reach the end of his life, unfortunately, that he did have that level of happiness. And I'm, I'm so glad he had that blessing. And I'm so glad she had that blessing because, you know, I, I'd rather be in love and, and have that for a small part of my life than not at all. And I'm so glad that, um, that they were that couple, that loving couple that they were together. Uh, again, www.kidney.org in David Nesdal's name, if you want to uh, give anything, even the small amounts help. Yes. Yeah. Please don't send any super chats tonight. Just, uh, but th thank you though. But no, those will be going directly to, to kidney.org, but instead go Please to go kidney right org. And there's a, but there's a donation button right there on the website. Just put it in David Nesdal's name. And, uh, again, if you, if you'd like to come down and, uh, and, and, you know, say hello at the, um, or goodbye, I should say. That's sorry. Um, on Saturday, um, I will be there, and uh, a lot of us will be there. And if you can't, you can't. But if if you are around and you have the the, you know, some people don't do well with that. I don't do well with that. I don't think anyone enjoys a funeral. But you know what? Whatever your way of paying tribute, and whatever your way of saying goodbye to Dave is, is um is your way. And that's okay. You could, you could say a prayer for him. You could say a prayer for his soul. You can, um, you know, you could come down and, and, you know, say goodbye at the funeral home. You could say a few words on here. You could call up and, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, so for those that didn't know Dave, um, we have, a, we have a couple of clips just so you could see him. And yeah. uh, Dave was always very, very happy when he was talking about guitars and, and talking to fans of guitars and talking to fans about Van Halen and all the things he loved and, and all the things he loved to share. So um, here's a couple of clips of uh, of Dave on uh, on the show. Yeah, yeah, let me... Let me and then we'll some. take some phone calls and, and share some nice memories and celebrate his life because that's yeah. what he deserves. Yeah, so let me... I'll I'll set this up. This is actually the very first time he was on the, that he was on the show. Okay, let me show this, and then and then let me explain how we met because uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Let's see. How do I even do this? And we'll take some calls through the show and and share good memories of Dave as well. Let's see. False flag. Thank you. Yeah, any any, cha any channel any channel member, you do have access to do a highlighted message. So any channel member can do those. Those are fine. Yeah, just remember, no super chats to the show today. Any money, give to www.kidney.org in David Nesdal's name, please. Yeah. 
And that's so the, that's a great way to put it, Hellstorm. In the words of John Oliver, after we lost uh, Chris Oliver, everyone grieves in their own way. Mm-hmm. And this is this is our way to to give you guys something out there for those that knew Dave, and a lot of us did, to uh, to you know to appreciate him. And 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 I hope you go to his channel and watch the videos he made while he was with us, and um, and you know. Just, uh, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's nice to celebrate his life. You know, it, it really is. He, he really deserves it. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take a look at, uh, at what you got, Johnny. Okay, so this is the very first time. This is like this. What year was this? This was tooth. What year is it now? <laughs> 2022. If this was 2014. It's. It actually says it's either fourteen or sixteen. It actually says. Here, I didn't check, really check this out. I mean, I might have liked it if I played around with it and got used to it, but uh, but he plays and he still plays like he did uh, forty years ago, in my opinion. But there is he's making money. I mean, playing in a band and, and uh, that's what I do for a living. You you ju- you just play music. That's it. Yep. Usually five five nights a week. Oh okay. What kind and, uh, classic rock band or? Yeah, I, I'm in three different bands. It's, you can't really make money in one band. You have to kind of like do it in. The yeah, I would think I would think you have to be busy quite often, like because yeah. when I in my early twenties, I I was you know I, I don't I never thought I always quit playing guitar because I always said I wasn't good enough. But they were saying if I could play a riff here, it sounded good. They were all satisfied, and um. So I remember uh, this is before I was married. This is back in the mid mid seventies, I guess, or mid or early seventies. You know, we would do. I, I work full time, and we do the bull roast on a, on the weekends. And right. uh, but I might I might make one hundred and fifty bucks, you know, for two or three, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know. But uh, yeah, I imagine you have to unless you're, a, you know, or, I imagine you have to be really busy to make make a living at it. Yeah, like every day. Mhm. Yeah, it's 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 busy. Thank God, knock wood. Um, I I've been busy for a number of years, but you know I I during the day I pound the pavement getting gigs. You know. Uh, what town? Where do you live at now? I'm in New York. I'm in Long Island, New York. Okay. You know it's still pretty lucrative here, and the mm-hmm. dollar the dollar is still pretty big here. Yeah, I imagine in New York, everything's more. I imagine you would get quite a bit more than you would around here. But the cost of living is a lot higher. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But you know, and I, you know, I could be digging ditches for a living. So I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing, and I'm I'm happy to to be able to entertain people. And you've been doing it all your life for the most part. I've been well. I've been playing since I was five years old. I've been playing guitar, but I'd say I've been playing professionally. Uh, um, without without having a day job, I've been doing it since 2008, but I've mm-hmm. been doing it for over 20 years. Um, I guess since, no, more than that. I guess since I was 17, I've been playing in bars. That's but, great. But, you know, yeah, when I, and I'm 44 now, so. So, yeah, that was 20... 20- 2014. I think it said August 2014. That was the very first video we ever did. And yeah, apparently Mitch Har- Mitch Harmon was there. I had no, 
I didn't even know I even knew that guy back then. Hmm. You know? So, Johnny, but. tell tell us how, how you got involved with Dave, how you met Dave. <clears throat> Basically, what happened was he... Um, I don't know how he found... he Somehow he found me on Facebook, and we weren't, like, you know, Facebook friends, but but he liked my page. You know, I've got a, a business page. And he sends me a message one day saying, hey, you don't, it was something like, hey, you don't know me, but my name's David Nesdal, and I, I'm, I'm going to write a book. I want to write a book on Van Halen's guitars. So I would like to talk to you and get your, your input, you know, any, anything you might know about certain guitars, certain years, you know. So, so I, I remember calling him, and we we just talked about Van Halen, talked about Van Halen's guitars, and that that continued. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, we uh, we had such a great time talking on the phone that we would talk every every couple of days or whatever. And then um, what ha- had happened was I had already done several what were called Google Hangouts at the time. I had done a few. I had jumped on with other people like like Satriani and and I, I I had done this this show called Huffington Post Live with Andy Summers from the Police. So I had already done like a few like things kind of like this. Um, but I'm I'm like so well hey why don't we do this on on YouTube? Why don't we talk about guitars on YouTube? I think people would would dig it. You know I I think it'd be interesting. So we started doing that. And that clip you just saw, that was the very first time we ever did this. And apparently it was like it was like a six hour long show. And it it, it had a number of different people, but Dave Dave was one of them. And um we basically just started doing we, we would do shows on, on Saturday afternoons once in a while. We would do shows on Sundays every once in a while. Um, but at one point, I'm like, hey, why don't we do them Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays? Talk guitars, talk, you know, we both loved Van Halen. So that was a mutual thing that we had. Um, so we just, we started doing doing these shows. And it it was like... Uh, it was like, you know, three days a week and, and different people would jump on with us. And then eventually we would get guests, you know, eventually we had Andy Timmons, we had Billy Sheehan, we had, uh, Alex Skolnick, um, just a number, number of different people. Uh, I know, uh, Dave and I did, um, did the Andy Timmons interview together and, mm -hmm. um, I, I knew Andy from back in the day. I know those guys from Danger Danger uh, for many years. Um, you know, I'm from Long Island. They're from Long Island. I was a, a, a very early Danger Danger fan. Um, so I, I already knew Andy. And I had, I had bought guitars from Andy directly from his Danger Danger days. And um, Dave at one point, uh, while not a Danger Danger fan per se, Dave liked his solo albums, um, you know, when he was doing like the G3. I believe he was introduced by Larry Mitchell uh, to Andy and um, and saw the, the G3 shows and uh, became friendly with Andy. 
and wound up getting one of Andy Timmons' signature models of, uh, of, of guitars. And Dave loved it a lot. And he brought it. He told Andy he had it. And Andy basically said, wow, you know what? Why don't, why don't you, uh, you know, you and your girl uh, come, come see the show and uh, bring your guitar. And he, he brought the guitar to Andy and Andy played it on stage and said to Dave, wow, this is, this is even nicer than the one I have. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Dave was so thrilled about that. And, you know, Andy signed it to him and, uh, and uh, Dave said, Hey, look, you know, we do, we do a show on Tuesdays. Would you ever want to come on? And, um, and basically Dave and I interviewed um, and it was, it was just a great interview. It was, it was probably like two or three hours uh, of, of just goofing around with Andy and Andy has a great sense of humor. So we were, you know, we were getting silly and, and having fun and just having a good solid interview. And, um, you know, here was a mutual respect that I was enjoying seeing between, uh, between Dave and Andy, because, you know, Andy Timmons, of course, is Andy Timmons. Um, but you know, he basically loved just that Dave was just a genuine, nice guy that had knowledge and himself was a very good player. If you've never seen Nesdal play, you know, of course, later on it got harder for him with, you know, with what happened with his fingers due to diabetes. But Dave was a very, very good player. And, you know, and Andy respected that. And and, you know, they got along very well. But we had such a fun time doing that interview. Um, because we, you know, we both had history with Andy outside of that interview. Um, but it was mm -hmm. great. It was over at Dave's house. And, you know, Andy, of course, was at his house uh, remotely. Um, but you, you can go back and watch that. It's it's still on YouTube. And uh, we, we just had a good time. It was just nice. And this is this is the type of thing, you know, you're just hanging out with friends and, you know, and, and speaking of friends, um, Dave also knew a lot of a lot of pro players. He was very, very good friends with, uh, with Larry Mitchell. Um, Larry, in fact, gifted Dave a guitar. Is there any one of us that has not gifted Dave a guitar? I think we all did. <laughs> He's just that guy you wanted to do that with. Um, Larry gifted Dave one of his personal favorite guitars and Dave was blown away. And, um, and Larry, of course, was just like, you know, Dave, just take the guitar. You, you know, this is for you, buddy. And, and, you know, Dave treasured that guitar. Um, one of Larry's personal, you know, fave swirls and, uh, you know, just, just, you know, just, a, a, an, again, another really good mutual respect between friends, you know? So it was, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, Larry always spoke very highly of Dave and Dave of Larry. Um, you know, I, I don't think you could really say a bad word about Dave because he was just that, you know, quintessential nice guy. Yeah, Bozik said I I gifted him gifted him an amp. Um yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I gifted I him an Ibanez gem and uh I gifted him an Ibanez gem and, and I, I I get it. No, Dave was Dave was fun to go also uh, to guitar stores with him and I would get together sometimes and just go down to Music Zoo or Sam Ash, just check out what they had, you know, mm -hmm. and um, uh, Jesus Raves Me says Dave's story of lending Eddie Van Halen his music man for a show is an awesome story. I don't remember the details of that. I remember it happened. 
but I don't remember the details. Do you remember the details, Johnny? Or did he? He must have told I, it in one of the episodes. But I, he told it many times. I, I I remember him saying that he. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he brought him his guitar and he and he used it. I remember him him saying that that he had lent him. Maybe he said he lent him an amplifier. I think for like the Howard Stern show or something. There was something Joe Hervey, I think, remembers a little bit of this. Um, he said the other guy said no. Dave said okay. Dave got invited down. Joe Hervey, you want to call in? You want to call in and uh, and tell that story if you remember it. Joe Hervey, call in. Give uh, give us a call. Uh, Johnny, can you show the phone number a little clearer? Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah, if anybody wants to call in. We'll be taking phone calls through the show. I want to share stories and memories of the goodness that was Dave Nesdall. I want to celebrate his life today. Um, there's not enough that there's not a, enough that you could celebrate uh, about about Dave. And let, let me also let me also point out. Um, I mean, I, I I know you know some people were saying that um, you know there there were there were the occasional spats between you know uh, between Dave and Johnny, and I want to I want to address that because I saw it in the chat a few times, and I, I want to basically touch base on it. Um, you know. Sometimes friends fight, you know, and it can be over something really, really stupid, but it happens, you know, mm. and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, and you say things that you, you don't want to take back or that you do want to take back. Um, but, you know, look, um, Johnny, you want to you want to touch on that? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. I mean, you know, when 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 you spend a lot of time with, with somebody, you know, cause like I said, we were spending three days a week together, like, like an hour or a couple hours each or whatever. And we, we had a lot of great times. I mean, it, there was, there was a, a there was a, a number of years where it was like, where it was really good. <clears throat> and, uh, I, I think the thing is, I think on the I think on the outside, it looks a little different than it was really on, on the inside. It wasn't as there, there. It wasn't as bad as as it as it looked. And the last time we talked on the phone, he said he said, hey, you know, I just want to know if we're good. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're good. We're great. I mean, that. You know, um, I, I just want to point out just between you guys, you know, look, words exchange, exchange between friends, the, the times that, you know, that friends fight, you know, it's, it's like when you fight with your spouse or your, or your boyfriend or girlfriend or, or your brothers and sisters, or, you know, sometimes you just have fights, things happen. And you never know when it's, when it's too late to say, I'm sorry, or, or, take back something you say in anger you know um mm -hmm. but you know just just to address that you know 
because I, I, you know, like I said, I, I never had uh, fights with Dave, but you know, I know I've had friends fights with other friends and sometimes you fight and sometimes you don't talk and sometimes you, you, you make up and sometimes you make up later on or, or down the line or, or whatever. Um, Dave was in his early fifties, headstock Karam. What was he? 52, 53, something like that. Something like that. I, I mean, like I, I said, I, I just want to point, I, I just want to put that out there because it's, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, sometimes, you know, like I said, friends have fights and they're just yeah. that they're just stupid yeah. freaking things. But, you know? but also it wasn't, it wasn't like, like there was never any yelling. We never yelled at each other. There was never any, there was, there was maybe disagree. There was maybe disagreements about stuff. And I think we're getting a call. Hello, who's this? Hey, Johnny, it's False Flag. Hey, um, False Flag. I, hey, just want, I just want to express my condolences to Dave and his family and what's happened. And, um, Dave was um, uh, one of the hosts when I started watching, which was like years ago, watching you guys. And he's one of the mm-hmm. people that kept me coming back to watch you guys and um, I just I just felt that Dave was a really modest sort of humble genuine guy and uh, that's what I read I, I mean I've never met him so um, yeah I just felt that and uh, yeah it's a yeah it's a very sad thing and um, yeah I'm thinking about Dave today Huh? Hello? Hello? Oh. Hey, um Yeah, I mean we we always um I mean, we uh, humble and genuine is exactly a great way to describe Dave. Yeah. It really is because because I I can't think of anyone with more humility and and again, yeah, I, I emphasize how so, genuine. Yeah. Rest in peace, Dave. Thank, thank you, thank you, False Flag. Thank you, False Flag. Catch you guys. All right, bye bye. Uh, Bozik brings up an interesting point. The point I want to make is Johnny and John Mancuda. I wish you guys had had uh, at least one on-air reunion show. Sad to see there was little communication after he moved on. Um, there was actually a lot of communication. Dave and I remained very good friends, and uh, and I, I appeared on on a few episodes of Nez Says. I filled in uh, in one or two instances for Ty as well. Um, you know, Dave called me and asked me if I wanted to interview um, Steve Lynch of Autograph for his show. Um, so I guest hosted on that. Um, you know, as far as um, you know, I, I was happy to appear on, uh, on his own shows. And, um, so yeah, no, there was, there was communication there, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't always between everybody in every situation, but, um, no, I, I absolutely, um, was happy to go on Dave's show 
and uh, and we had a good time with Steve Lynch. You know, there's another example of, you know, uh, Dave and I, you know, hosting together with uh, with someone interesting and fun to to interview, and uh, and that was very cool. So I, I remember and, and enjoyed that, and Steve liked him also very much. Um, and thank you everyone for the kind words in the chat. Keep them coming. Uh, every, every, every good memory of Dave, I want to hear. And, um, and, uh, Joe Hervey, why don't you call in with that story? Call in right now. Call in with yeah. that story. We have, we have a call. We have a call. Oh, okay. Let's, let's Th- take this call first. Hi, is this Vinny? Yeah, it's Vinny. Hi Vinny. How are you doing, man? Not so good. Tell, relate. tell everybody uh, how you discovered uh, watching the show and and what what happened with with good, with you. Good question. So I remember, wow, when um, David would come on the show with you guys and he would be talking about all of his guitars and. The one important guitar that he would always talk about was the Kramer 5150. And for me, that was the most iconic guitar that I uh, discovered because the uh, um, Live Without a Net video that came out and I was blown away by how Eddie would play it. I'm like, I want that guitar. And for me, it... It had to be something that I always wanted because, of course, I discovered Van Halen with um, 5150, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a great album. But then when I saw the uh, Live Without a Net on videotape, I was like, I'm like, I want that guitar. I need someone to tell me where I can go and find it. Mm-hmm. So... Tell everybody about the show that we did. Remember, you remember the show where you did an unboxing? Yeah. What was what yeah, was that? Did, uh, tell everybody about the show. You remember that, Vinny? Yeah. It was a Monday. It was a Monday, and um, we did an unboxing of the um, Kramer at Frankie, which is right next to my. 5150 guitar and I I I just couldn't imagine how nice of um you and um Rob and Dave to get me this guitar that you guys made I know my dad I know my dad knew about it but I didn't know anything about it so um <clears throat> Dad told me, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, we, um, Dave had this, had this guitar, uh, a Van Halen, it was a Van, yeah, it was, it was kind of like a replica of the Van Halen ad guitar, I guess, and, and, and Dave was like, well, hey, let's, let's gift this to, to Vinny, so, since I'm all the way out here, you know, I think Dave, I think he mailed me the, the, the scratch plate, you know, the, the volume plate. So I signed the yeah. volume plate, sent it back, and basically uh, we gifted Vinny uh, one, of, one of Dave's guitars. Uh, 
and we did a show where where Vinny did an unboxing of the guitar. You remember that, Vinny? Yeah, and I still have I still have the um, the unboxing video somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember, it, uh, Nesdal gave you a bunch of his guitar picks. Like, there's a whole bunch of guitar picks on yeah, the guitar. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, and they're on my fifty-one fifty guitar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and you got another guitar because of our. Uh, because we had had um, Paul Unkert on, you went and had uh, your guitar set up, right, by Paul Unkert? Yep, yep, yep. and I just talked to him today. Oh, wow, no way. Yeah, so um, I still just don't know what to say. I'm completely shocked. I um, we went all to are. Dance club yesterday and looked at my phone. Something must have told me to look at my phone, and I did, and I was just like, "You got to be freaking kidding me!" Mm-hmm. You know, I know both you and Jonathan Mancuda, who I, I just love Jonathan Mancuda. I I love and I adore him. Thank you. Thank you, man. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, um, what I just wanted to say was, you know, God bless David Nesloff for living a great life. Yeah. Thank you, Vinny. You're welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, Vinny. Vinny's one of the awesome people we met doing these shows. You know, if if we hadn't yeah. if we hadn't started doing this stuff, we met so many people doing this. I mean, it's just we we never would have imagined. You know, like I was said earlier, you know, we we met and we would talk on the phone and we started doing these shows. We you know, we have 130 people sitting here watching this. Dave and I would do these shows and have like 10 people watching us. You know, but we were very grateful for for those ten people that were there, and it 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 became. I mean, we just met so many people doing this, and and I mean, Vinny's enough one to of brand, them. enough to branch into a yep. few shows and I'm, a few I'm channels. I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And Vinny goes back to the very beginning of these shows. Vinny here, he he was there from from day one. And we even did some of your shows too, Vinny. I remember you would do Facebook Facebook yeah. Lives, and we would jump on with you too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for calling, man. Thank no you, Vinny. Problem. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, talk. I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye, Jonathan Makuda. Love you, brother. Love you too, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, bye, bye. Vinny. Bye. bye. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to realize a lot of a lot of things started um, with with Dave being here early on. You know, uh, you know uh, things with with you know with uh, with with him coming on. He was our tech guy. You know, when you watched an episode of Talking Guitars, 
people would call in and say, hey, I don't know how to set up a Floyd Rose. What type of replacement Kaler should I use? My tuner isn't going on, uh, isn't staying mm-hmm. in tune. What? How do I replace it? How do I fix it? What type of blah, 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 fill in the blank. And Dave knew. Dave just absolutely was a wealth of knowledge and more than anything gave to himself way before I was on the show way before Dave was right there at the beginning in the trenches, basically helping build the channel and helping build the shows and building an audience and giving people a place to go and conversations to share about Van Halen and guitars and technical stuff along with, you know, with Jay Hannon and Rob Johnson, Um, you know, early on, um, you know, people were just, you know, built around and, and Dave always had the answer. He always had the right answer and he was always considering it very important to give the fans the right knowledge. And, you know, there were times, you know, that, you know, I'd be, you know, of course, you know, poking the bear a little and nudging him and, you know, and, and he'd be trying to be like, you know, Hey John, I'm, I'm seriously trying to answer this guy's question. Stop being a dick. And, you know, I'd be like, all right, all right. I'm just goofing around because I don't have that answer. Dave did. Dave had the right answer. Dave always had the right answer. Dave had knowledge and Dave made it a point to share that knowledge. And it was so important to him. It was always so important to him. And and that's, that's one of the things he did when he started Nez says, and when he did guitar town hall, uh, he, he really wanted to make it a place that people could come in and ask him questions, you know, and uh, and share his knowledge. You know, it was it was just always so great. And I just also want to say it was it's it's extra hard, you know, getting this news because over the last few weeks, um, Dave had lost uh, his two dogs. Brandy, his his older lab had passed away. And I was devastated because I loved I love that dog so much. I was so close with that dog. And uh, and shortly after, their other dog, Snickers, their little Chihuahua, had passed away. So here's heartbreak, heartbreak, and and you know, and now losing Dave, my my heart totally goes out to Desiree, his wife, and let me also say, his mom, you know, Mama Nez, um, you know, Beverly, she is such a sweetheart of a woman. No mother should ever, ever have to bury their child. That's the worst, worst thing in the world. And, and yesterday when, when he passed away, that was the, the worst thing that, that could have happened to, to a mother is to lose her child and to, you know, to have to be there to, to, to bury your child. It's not supposed to be that way. Children are supposed to bury their parents. It's not supposed to be the other way around. So again, my heart goes out to the entire Nesdal family. Um, and of course us, his friends, his, his cohorts, his guitar buddies, his regular buddies, everyone whose lives were, were touched by Dave Nesdal. Um, like I said, I ask you to please give, um, you know, give to www.kidney.org. Um, in, um, in, in the name of David Nesdal, just donate something, donate a few bucks just to honor him, just to pay him back for that one question he answered of you to, 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 
you know, basically gives someone who needs a kidney the hope that he had, the help that he got from them in his name, in his honor. That's something that Dave Nesdall deserves. There's not enough tribute. There's not enough honor that you could shower on this man, this friend of mine, this brother, this coworker, this this man that, you know, touched a lot of our lives and um, and deserves just tribute. There's not enough that we can give. There's not enough thanks. Um, but every little thing is is a great thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, it's uh, you know, it's just one of those one of those things, one of those one of those things that uh, we all have to face in life. And I hope that talking about this helps some of us deal with it, helps share memories. And, and helps us feel good to pay tribute to his life because like, you know, like we said, you know, we all deal with grief in different ways. Like I said, I was not a happy camper yesterday. Um, my first thought was, what can I do to help the family? What can I do to help Desiree? And, you know, there's only so much you could do, but, you know, you, you want to do it for them and you want to do it for you and you want to do it for your lost friend, you know? Um, you know, the answer is always, what do you need? What can I do? How how can I help? Um, and you know, sometimes just the best way is to just, you know, remember them with honor, remember them in good memories and share good memories. Talk about him, talk about who he was, talk about what he was about, tell funny stories about him, the good, the bad, and the ugly, just, you know, just talk about him because there's a lot of good to talk about, you know? And, uh, and we're, we're doing that tonight and, and I'm sure we'll do it. Um, you know, like I said, on, on his channel, I know they're doing it, uh, later in the week and I'm sure we'll do it on Saturday at his funeral again, by the way, uh, Johnny, do you have the funeral information for those that want to come down? If you're in the New York area or you feel like taking a little drive to, uh, to share some, some memories with him, if not, I could just read it off, but if you have it to post, yeah here here we go yeah it's it's a little too long than the than the characters that i can put in the chat but there we go do you want me to just read it off okay oh it's uh saturday this saturday may 7th 11 to 1 at mclaughlin kramer meagle funeral home that's 220 glenn street Glen Cove, New York, 11542, if you're using um, a GPS. Um, stop by. Stop by. You know, say say goodbye to a great man. Say goodbye to my friends. Say goodbye to someone we all loved. And um, like I said, I, I think more than flowers, it's, it's a better thing to contribute a few dollars to uh, www.kidney.org. Some, someone that... Uh, that helped Dave when he was going through a lot and someone that um, made Dave's life a little, a little better, made it a little easier. That was important to him. So it should be important to us. Um, Put it in his name, David Nesdall, honor him with that. I know he's looking down on us and appreciation for that. Um, Because if, if you could do some good in the world, and, and give to a cause in the name of someone you're missing. That's a great thing. It's just a great thing. 
So um, I think that's really great. And uh, Keith Campbell said he, he was so knowledgeable. Dave had the answers. Dave really had the answers. He knew his guitars. He knew his Van Halen. He could look at something and say, yep, this wasn't right. Yep, this was restored. Yep, this isn't the right tuners for this neck, for this brand, for this year. Um, you know, Dave wanted to share his knowledge. That was his passion. That was what he enjoyed. That was what he enjoyed. He enjoyed being a good friend. He enjoyed being that guy that would do you the favor. You know, I remember, you know, telling him something about a, a, a guitar. I said, oh, I'm, I'm missing some locking nuts on something. And he's like, well, bring it over. Bring it over. Let me see if I could, if I could find those nuts for you. And, uh, you know, <laughs> insert joke here. Uh, and, uh, you know, I brought the guitar over. And Dave's like, leave it with me a couple of days. I'll set it up for you. I'll give you a Nesdal setup. I said, no, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, 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 no. Just leave it with me. Just leave it with me. This is what made him happy, sharing with others. And he took my guitar and he, he did a setup. And, you know, I said, you want a couple of bucks for it? What are you talking about? What you, he looked at you like he wanted to slap you for even asking. That was Dave Nesdal. That was the generosity and the pureness of my friend Dave Nesdal. He wanted to do these things for you. It gave him joy. It gave him pleasure. It gave him um, a, a purpose. It gave him meaning. It gave his life meaning because he would go on the air and say, hit me with it. What do you need to know? What would help you? That was Dave. Give me that guitar. Leave it with me. I'll take care of that. That was Dave. You know, you want to borrow this? Take it, borrow it, bring it back when you're done. That was Dave. That was him. That was who he was. And, and it was such an honor for, for him to be in all our lives. I, I just love that. Um, let's see, Kurt5150. Dave was always willing to give up info. He was up front with his contact info for anything. Buying a guitar, building a guitar. Bozik says, I got a lot better because a lot of his on-air advice had Stock Harum, he was a great guy. Yeah, he really was. He really was. And, th and that's why we're here talking about him. You know? I mean, yeah, of course, there's other things in the world going on. Um, I wish Ozzy Osbourne well in his new battle with COVID because he's immune compromised. But, you know, that's not the subject for today. I'll mention it because I want to wish Ozzy Osbourne well. There you go. Um, but the subject for today is good memories of Dave Nesdal. Share with us your stories. Call that number. Give us your story. Say, Dave helped me with my setup. I remember my favorite episode with Dave was this. Um, you know, Dave and I met at NAM. Dave and I met at a guitar store. Dave and I shared lunch, and boy, was he a, a wealth of knowledge. I remember watching a show with Dave or, you know, Dave helped me be a better player or better luthier. Or I remember Dave with Larry Mitchell or with Jay or, you know, share some stories with us. Tell us that experience. Call in. Let, let us know what Dave Nesdal did that, you know, that, that you enjoyed. You know, here, here we go. Hey, who's this? Johnny, it's Keith with a C. Keith with a C? 
Hey, man. Hey, Keith. Keith hey. Campbell. It's Keith Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one hurts. And I and and it, it sucks because you know I I was really really getting to know him well. You know, just through chats and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing that hurts the most is you know. The day he passed was uh, nine months when my wife passed. But the thing that screwed up is the day after uh, my wife passed, I I posted that my wife had passed. He was the first one to call me out of everybody, including my family, all my friends. He was the first one to call me. You know, he took the time. He's that kind of a guy. And that's the way he and Desiree have always run. That's why I've always loved and respect that man. Yeah. Wow. No, D- Dave, Dave was that and respect. Dave, Dave had That's a lot of love to give. Was. Dave had a lot of love to give. That's so, exactly who he was. I just want everybody to uh, raise a glass up for, for Dave and uh, give a good heart and uh, good love out to Desiree. Because you know, they're worth it. Those are the people who are worth it in this world. Have a great night, everybody. Love you. Thank you, Keith. Thank you so much, Keith. And you're right. You know, and and you know, you have to realize Dave and Des were a team. You know, I used to joke. I said, you know, once you get married, man, Nez says is going to be Des says, and uh, you know, he'd <laughs> laugh at that. And uh, you know. The, the one thing I, I, I love about Desiree so much, and, and this is still, you know, another reason that Dave fell in love with her. She was always welcoming to his friends. You know, some 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 spouses, they don't they don't care. They're not involved. They're like, oh, you hang with your buddies or Des would sit with us. Des would would eat with us and break bread with us and and and. You know, you you could have a good conversation with her because she started as a fan of this show. She started as a fan watching him. That's how they met, you know, and, and talk about mm-hmm. the right soulmate. Talk about the right person, you know, two beautiful, wonderful, giving people that were just perfect as a couple together. You know, she mirrored his kindness. She mirrored his generosity. She mirrored his heart, his caring, um, and still does. And, um, it's, it's, it's it's heart wrenching to me, of course, that um, you know, like I said, that uh, you know that Dave's no longer with us. But I have great memories of them together, welcoming me into the house. There were times I'd come over here to New York and I'd want to do the show, and uh, you know, and Dave would be like, "Yeah, do it over at my house. Do it. My, I'm all set up. Do it over at my house." You know. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, e- even with all the craziness, you know, it's like, you know, Desiree would see me for, for a bit. We did on an episode that I, I wasn't a part of. There was an episode cause I was only on, on Tuesday nights. It was a Friday night or Saturday night, I believe Saturday It was Saturday. And, um, and Dave was doing the show and I basically, snuck in the back door and you know had Desiree tie me up I I was I stripped down to my underwear and I had Desiree tie me up 
like, you know, full bondage hostage with a gag. And Dave didn't realize it at first, but Dave's on the air and he's talking about guitars and he's, you know, and he sees in the background behind the camera, there I am in my underwear, bound up, hopping, hopping out of the house, trying to get away. And, and I remember John Biel and I think Jay were looking and saying, what the hell? Is that Mancuda? Is he, is he tied and bound and gagged and nude? And what what's going on? And he's like, he's getting away. And, you know, it was just Dave trying to keep a straight face during that was just so funny because he he knew I was in the house, but he didn't know I was going to do that. And uh Des was such a good sport of seeing this grown man basically in her kitchen getting down to his underwear and saying, Hey, can you tie me up? It's for the show, <laughs> you know? Um, and, 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 you know, and, and she was just such a good sport. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't hit the knot and can you pull the gag up? And, you know, I just remember how fun it was. And I didn't, I didn't come on the show. It was just a sight gag. You know, Dave was like, Hey, come back, come on, come on, sit in with us. And, and I, I was just, I just did it so everyone could laugh, but Dave was just like, what the fuck is going on in my house? You know, what is he doing? You know, nude tied up and, and just, you know, what the hell is that going on behind me? It was just so fun. And, uh, and I loved making him laugh like that because, you know, look, you know, Dave had a sense of humor. He didn't always show it on the show. He, you know, because he wanted to be taken very seriously because he, he has a lot of serious knowledge and he wanted to be taken seriously. And I just kind of wanted to throw him off his game. It's like, you know, it's like the pranks that you play on, on a TV set uh, or, or, you know, when you're, when you're banned in concert, you play a joke on your, on your bandmate or something. This was me playing a, a little prank on, on Dave and, uh, you know, while we were live on the, or while he was live on the air and like, it would have ruined the joke if I would have come back in and just sat in on the show, it was just funnier just having him surprised saying, you know, in his head, what do I do now? You know, what, what do I do? You know, it's like, here's this nude guy tied up, hopping behind me, finding his way out the house. And then he looks out the window. He just sees me driving off. It's like, that was it. <laughs> What what the what the fuck happened? You know, and it was just very very fun because I knew he enjoyed it and he told me he enjoyed it and um like I said not you know he he was more of a you know a bit of a dry sense of humor more of a you know behind the scenes sense of humor I mean he loved to laugh he really did you didn't see it a lot on the shows because he didn't want to be you know, that goofy guy on the show. He wanted to be, you know, respected for his knowledge and he wanted to be, um, you know, taken very seriously because that's what he was, you know, wanting to contribute was the expert, the guitar expert, the technical expert. Um, but I, I, I just love catching him off guard and just bringing a laugh to his face because he had such a great laugh and he had, he had so much fun. Uh, I found of humor. it. You found it? Why, why yeah. don't we play that real quick, if you can uh, play that. Check this out. And then after that, we've got a call. Ricky Settlemeyer. Okay. Who else? It's John David Ennis is out there. Uh, Hugh Caldwell. Fruitcake Tony. <laughs> Who else? Right. Nightbot's out we. there tonight. We got to talk about this. We can yeah, talk let's about talk about that, Dave. Yeah, this is a nice-looking Hang on, Buzik. Charvel. 
Yeah, thank you. Well, it's uh, it belongs to a customer of mine at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I was doing I'm doing a setup on it, and uh, he brought it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I said, what kind of customer? <laughs> yes, a good customer, actually. Oh my oh, God! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, quick, he's getting away. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. So, anyway, <laughs> the, the body the body's made out of the body. <laughs> the body. It's made out of a 160 year old pine and it's light as a feather. And uh, I would have said, like, maybe 50, 55. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's got a gold Floyd Rose on it. Dave, hey, is that guy right? It's got pickups on it. Pickup rings. Uh, a roasted maple neck with great flame on it. Great flame. <laughs> wow. Got great flame on it. Flaming. Yeah. It is definitely flaming. Yeah, so. Um... <laughs> He's got the key. <laughs> oh. Misery. Oh. Oh, fucking good for you, David. Beautiful. <sighs> nice. Well played. So the, so the customer brings it in today and he says, uh, you know, he wants to set up. And I said, you know, if you ever sell this guitar, I want the first right of refusal. And he said, well, I might be looking to interested in, in trading for something. So when, when I. When I call him back, he's on his guitar done. He'll play a couple guitars here and see what he wants. If we can come up, I'll, I'll keep this. If not, I'll just, you know, take the set up. Gosh. I, I don't want to be the guy to have to say this, but I think Mancuda's got a hard on. Oh, God. <laughs> and then there's this guitar. <laughs> I didn't think it could get worse than last week, but it is. There's this guitar, but you know, we all know about this one. This, this is you know, 1986. Grand. Yeah, let's just ignore that and ignore ignore everything and just talk about guitar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's let's get a close up of that headstock there, Dave. Sure. Get some nice. Uh, nice. Now what, now, that neck that neck is beautiful. Look at the back the hardware. Back of it, it's just. Oh, insane. Even the skunk stripe is uh, got a color, uh, gold. Was it gold or? Uh, I think it's maple. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably maple. Are the tuners gold? Are the tuners gold tinged? Yes. Yeah, that looks. They're they're, they're crown head godos. There you go. D Dave told me. Crazy, um, I, Dave, Dave, and I talked <laughs> on the phone after that, and and. He was just like, I was trying not to piss myself. <laughs> hey, who's this? You're on the air. It's Bozik. It's Bo hey, Bozik. How the heck do I follow that? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, tonight it, it, it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, this is a bit of a buzzkill. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know until you guys got on the air. So I was like, kind of happy tonight and then like it was a downer when 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 i found out bad news i mean i all i want to do is i just want to say a couple things um you know i'm somebody who's like 
even though I've never done this professionally and completely guitar obsessed, you know, I mean, I've, I've been the last few years of my life has just been getting better, getting better, getting better at this as, as much as possible. And that guy was invaluable as far as his information. I mean, I don't know how much improvement I've made in the last four or five years just playing, getting the getting to the point where I'm not scared to play in front of people anymore just because of stuff that he said. That I was like, oh, I was looking at this theoretical thing wrong. You know, and, and um, you know, so um, anybody who's like a hobbyist who's like trying to learn, like, and you watched him for years, um, you know, you owe Dave Mezdo a lot. And, and the guy was uh, a big time guitar historian. That's, that's another thing I loved about him. Cause I mean, I've, I've read up a lot on like vintage guitars and stuff and he knew stuff that I didn't know, you know? So mm -hmm. it's it like, I, I was in all the guy's knowledge and uh, I'm going to get off the air now. John, um, that was, that was a fitting tribute, man. Um, you're a good dude and God bless you too. You got to have a good night. I'll, I'll get back in the chat. Thank you, Bozik. Thank you so much, Bill Zeke. That's really nice to say. Wow. Thank you, brother. Yeah, no, Bill Zeke brings up a good point. We do owe Dave. We do owe Dave a lot. And not not just knowledge. Obviously, you know, some of us were really close friends with him. Um, but, like, what he gave to the guitar community, you know, um, is such a wealth of knowledge. Dave was there back in the day. I always emphasize that he was on 48th street, in New York back in the day, the golden era of the eighties. He was there. He hobnobbed with the right rock stars. He played the best instruments they had of the era. He was there when they were coming in with repairs. He was there when guitars came in from Charvel and Jackson and Ibanez and, and early ESP, which was 48th street custom at the time. And, um, and BC rich and, and, uh, and, and Kramer Dave was there back in the day. So when Dave said something, when Dave shared, something knowledge it was not out of i read it in a book he was there he was there he mm -hmm. knew all this stuff he saw van halen in the early days he was at the concerts he was at manny's music opening the boxes of what came in to put on that legendary wall he was at that Steve Vai tribute show that, that I was at. And, and, you know, there's that guy. Oh, there's that guy. You know, he, he was there, he was around the scene, you know, and, and he, he had that knowledge and he shared it with all of us and we do all owe him that. And um, look that, that clip we just showed, I just loved like, like that, that buddy bandmate, like that, you know, pranks on the movie set. Um, I loved making him laugh. I love because, you know, look, here was my friend. He was often in pain. He was often, um, you know, as, as you would be also, you would get depressed sometimes and, and fight it off, uh, because of his health conditions. But you know what? Desiree lit up his life. His friends lit up his life and his sharing of knowledge with all of us gave him meaning and happiness and his generosity and the ability that that we let him do it that he gave it to us as his pleasure 
as his his meaning that was the the biggest thing that he loved he loved doing it he loved helping people out uh keith campbell says for those who didn't know in new york city on 48th street there were two places to go manny's music and sam ash and dave was the go-to guy yeah manny's legendary legendary store that everyone shopped at Back in the day, in the 80s, same with Sam Ash, huge stores, huge legendary stores. There was also, there was 48th Street Custom. Um, there were there were a number of stores. You know, I, I, Carvin had a had a store on there. I think Marshall had, a, had, a, had an outlet there. Um, I, I remember going there back in the day and um, just being blown away. Just looking at this two-story wall of guitars, not like you go in Guitar Center now where it's all cookie cutter, you know, it's a Sunburst Les Paul made in Indonesia. It's a it's a, a, a white Fender, you know, made in Japan. It, it, it wasn't like that. It was the best of the best on those walls and Dave got to play all those and recommend those to rock stars and learn on those and share on those and give lessons on those. It was like a kid in a candy store on cocaine. It was crazy back in the day. And Dave was there and all of that knowledge that he gained plus belonging to multiple bands and, you know, and, and giving lessons and things like that. Dave, knew all those people. He was respected among all those people. And he loved sharing that knowledge with whether you were, you know, a, a rock star or just the kid that wanted his first guitar. Dave was that guy that took pleasure in opening up that world of guitars for you, in teaching you about Van Halen, in answering a question for you and showing you how to play that chord and showing you that scale in showing you how to, how to fix your Floyd or, or whatever, you know, I mean, Dave worked with everybody and, and he never bragged about it, but if you asked him, he would tell you, he just wanted to show mm -hmm. you his knowledge just as much as he did. Uh, you know, someone like, like Larry Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he just, he just knew so much about, about the, the history of, of the guitar itself. And he, and he had so many guitars. Oh God. You know, he even, he gave me a guitar when we first met. This was, this is, I think before we even started doing these shows, actually, he, he gave me a, uh, cause see for him, if it wasn't with the Van Halen guitars, if they weren't totally exact, mm -hmm. they were wrong. He didn't want them. He didn't care. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and he, he had a, a 1984 Kramer that the back, actually, it was built, it was built uh, by by a, a friend. Um, and it actually says on it, it says, made for David Nesdal by, um, uh, by the, by the builder. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't correct. And, and so he's like, Johnny, do you want it? He's like, I'm going to make another one. Do you want this one? I'm like, sure. You know, and because that's the generosity that Dave Nesdall had as his nature. That was mm -hmm. who he was, you know, 
He he was always, you know, give you the shirt off his back. He was that guy. We all have, you know, people we know in our lives that are that that pleaser, that person that just would do anything to help you, whether it was to his detriment, whether it annoyed him, whether it it, it cost him. Dave was that guy. He had that good heart. He had that purity. He had that to a fault. He had that generosity of, hey, I want to help you. Let me help you. Even if you don't, let me help you. It's fine. Let me help you. Dave was that guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he would, he would, you know, I'd come over his house and, you know, of course, Dave had a, a great collection, always, always rotating of, 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 fun guitars to play with and you know we'd sit down and and compare notes and stuff and he's like play that play that try that let me set that try this try this and and we would just have fun you know um but he wanted you to enjoy the guitars he had he wasn't that guy that you know basically said no 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 don't touch that you'll hurt it you'll scratch it he wanted you to say to see hey Here's my Les Paul. Try this. Check this out. Tr- plug it in that amp. Check out the tone on this. Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. He wanted you to enjoy and share in his enjoyment. That's that's the the beautiful thing. He just he just he just didn't know how to say no if it was doing you a favor or anything he thought could help someone else. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, loved hanging out with him just, you know, I mean, sure. It was fun to do the show, but you know, when you're doing a show and I, I, I try to explain this to, you know, to people, um, who aren't, you know, in, in, in the know of, of being in, in the, the business of whether it's TV or, or YouTube podcast or, 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 or being in a band or whatever, what you see, on the screen is not always real life, you know, um, make no mistake. I, I love saying, yeah, you know, I, I went to IHOP and I jerked off the other day while waiting for my pancakes. And then just as the waitress put it down, Oh, there's my syrup, uh, you know, I, but, but, but it's shtick. It's, it's, it's made to make you laugh. It's made to entertain because I love the audience. And, and Dave loved the audience, too. Dave cared about fans. Dave cared about our fans. Dave cared about his own fans. Dave cared about fans he hadn't met yet and, and friends he hadn't made yet but would easily make them. Um, you know, and and the things you, you see on screen, yeah, sure, we talk about this and we talk about this. And, um, you know, we, we have discussions on air. We joke about stuff on air. We rib each other on air. We, 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 we jab each other and, and take little digs at each other on air out of, out of fun. But, you know, when the cameras stop and Dave and I just go grab some lunch and just go hang out at a guitar store or hang out at his house with Desiree and the dogs, um, it was just David is purist, just a good friend that everybody wants, you know, we always want our friends to be good, true friends, not, not a jerk off that stabs us in the back. Um, and Dave was that pure, true friend that you could call up and 
you know, basically share your passion of guitars with talk about relationships with, um, talk about dogs with talk about pizza and, and, you know, talk about, uh, you know, things he was going through with his health problems. Uh, you know, general life questions. Dave was that friend you could count on. Dave was that friend that, you know, you would, be happy to introduce to your other friends because you knew you weren't bringing a jerk off into, um, that type of, you know, into, into your friendship circles, you knew, Hey, this is my friend, Dave, you'll love him, you know, cause you knew you could count on him for that. Um, you know, uh, and Dave's Dave's Les Paul was a 59 for those discussing in the chat, debating what he had. Dave has, Dave, Dave had a few less Pauls. Um, the 59 was, uh, was, um, was the one he had not 58. So, um, but anyway, uh, Dave always wanted you to try, try his guitars cause he just enjoyed it. And yeah, Renus, he absolutely had a big penis. He absolutely did. Um, thank you for noting that. <laughs> um, but you know, like, you know, Dave would love talking about music. Dave would love talking about the bands he loved and saw back in the day. Um, I'll miss those conversations. I'll miss so many things about that man. Um, you know, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and like I said, you know, Dave... Uh, Dave and I didn't have necessarily the same sense of humor in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, obviously, look, I, I, I'm very dirty. I work very blue. I'm one of those comedians that works blue. Um, for those that don't know what that means, that means I go into, uh, you know, when I, when I used to do stand up or if I do something like this, not, not, not stuff I do on regular TV, but when I do stuff like this, um, or, or, or when I did stand up comedy, I would be that guy dropping F bombs. Like it was, uh, like it was Pearl Harbor. Um, you know, Dave was more clean, more pure. Um, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, didn't want to offend anybody. Didn't want to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm of course, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but I, I go for the, I go for the, the kick in the nuts when it comes to humor. Um, <laughs> and, and, and like I said, I, I loved, um, I loved making him laugh because sometimes he'd just roll his eyes and say, man, Kuda, you're some piece of work, you know? Uh, but I, but I would love that. I would love just kind of, you know, giving him a little, a little shock about that. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, yeah, feel free, feel free to call in and, and tell me a favorite memory that you had with, uh, with Dave call in right now. Someone give a call to that number down there. And, uh, in the meantime, uh, while we're waiting for a phone call to come in, let me just remind you all to, uh, give to the, the kidney foundation in David Nesdal's name. Uh, www.kidney.org is the web address. Um, it's a nice tribute. It's a good thing. You're doing a little good in the world in the name of someone who is leaving that world a better place. Thanks to him. So uh, we appreciate that. And uh, again, www.kidney.org kidney foundation in Dave Nesdal's name. Um, 
Johnny, show that phone number. I want to hear your memories. I want to hear your good experiences with Dave Nesdall, whether it be a show you watched, whether you ran into him at, uh, at, um, at a guitar store. I know he was, uh, very big on the Van Halen events. Um, yeah. And, and Bozik, Dave was never, Dave was never actually ticked off at me. We, we, we were very, we were very good friends. Um, you know, of course on the air, you know, uh, you know, it's that, that Laurel and Hardy com, you know, combination where, you know, I, I, I drop the piano down the stairs and he kind of does this looking at me like you idiot. But, you know, I, I know Dave never, <laughs> I know, I know Dave never considered me actually an idiot. He, he knew the shtick. He knew, he knew what I was doing. And, mm-hmm. um, thank you, black salami. And, um, <laughs> you know, that was, that was something, um, I just loved, you know, with us having opposite ends of humor. I loved still being able to make him laugh and, uh, and know how much I cared about him and, and will miss him. Um, speaking of, uh, of Dave at, at events, he was at a, uh, I got this photo today, Johnny, can you post up the photo of, uh, of Dave and Mary? This was at the, uh, a Van Halen event. I know, uh, Janice Lala was there. I knew, EBH I know Lenny gone. Lou. Yeah, EVH Con. Dave Dave showed up and uh, and brought some guitars. I know a lot of people. There we go. There's my little sex kitten Mary. God, I want to come on those tits. And oh, uh, and gosh. there's Dave. And there's there's Dave. And um, I want to cleanse her colon with my tongue. <laughs> uh, and and there's there's Dave um, sharing a nice moment with Mary and uh, and Lenny Lou was there and Janice was there and uh, who was at that con in the chat I know I know a lot of you guys and girls were because uh, I saw I saw photos of um, of you all and mm-hmm. shout out shout out to Lenny Lou and Mary who I know are watching and uh, I didn't do roll call today but uh, I just want to give a special shout out to. Um, to uh, my girl Sandra Picorni. Ah, Picorni, ah, Picorni, ah, Picorni. We love you a long time. Because, because uh, she also, you know, um, she also really liked Dave and and sent uh, sent a, a nice note to me before the show started today, um, basically saying, you know, um, I know this isn't an easy show for you to get through, which it's really not. I'm holding back a lot, um, but. Um, it's nice that that her and Fruitcake Tony and Charles Green and all those guys from uh, from uh, Fruitcake Tony's channel, shout out to you all, um, you know, gave nice condolences uh, to Dave and, and basically posted on Facebook. A lot of people uh, posted on Facebook uh, nice memories and photos of Dave or of, you know, of them with Dave or things like that. And, um, I know Tony left a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful tribute there. And I appreciate that Sandra for, for sending me a nice note before. And, uh, let me just give a quick shout out also, um, because, uh, uh, just on a non-related note, um, this, this, this week, uh, I was going to mention this more, but I'll mention it briefly this weekend, this Sunday is mother's day. And, um, as you all know, I adore my mother, Mama Kuda. Um, I'm sure you have a photo over there, Johnny, somewhere. There she is, my beloved Mama Kuda, my mother. 
Um, this is this is Mother's Day this Sunday. And if you're lucky enough to have your mother, um, I just want to say take the time to tell her you love her and you appreciate her and make that day so special because I am so blessed to have my mother and I love her so much. And uh, I'm here with her this year uh, as, I, as I always try to be on Mother's Day. And um, I'm going to make her day as special as possible. And I just want to give a, a shout out to a, a couple people asked me. Um, they want to send some things to my mother for Mother's Day. Um, you can do it uh, care of Johnny. Or if you want to send like uh, a digital gift card or something to me uh, for her, as uh, as Charles Green did, I just want to give him a shout out. Thank you so much, Charles, for the uh, the, the nice Mother's Day gift uh, you sent to Mama Kuda. That's very sweet of you. And, uh, I know a few other people message me. They want to send my mother things for mother's day. So thank you so much, everybody. Um, if you want to send something physical, you could send it care of Johnny. Um, and, uh, if you want to send something digital, like a, a, a digital gift card or something, um, you could do it, uh, uh John Mancuda at AOL.com, um, spelled as you see right there. Um, but I just wanted to take a second and, and and in the middle of this, say thank you to everyone who who just had that nice thought. And my mother really, really loves you all and appreciates you all and appreciates that. Um, that's very, very sweet of you. And, um, you know, I know she's a part of the show. And uh, she was also very saddened to hear about Dave. And uh, so there you go. And thank you, Mad Dog, for the gas-powered dildo for my mom. Um, she will greatly appreciate that probably more than anything else. And it's, it's going to be like a wizard of Oz moment and gas powered dildo. I'll miss you most of all, you know? Um, so thank you everybody. And, um, and thank you, Alice Martinez and delicious kernels, popcorn, um, for me and mama Kuda. Thank you so much, Alice. It's very sweet. Um, let's take a second while we're, while we're off book here. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. We'll whip through them real quick. Delicious kernels, gourmet popcorn, and more. Uh, if you mention Johnny Bean, you get more product. Johnny Bean or Jay Hannon, the great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi. Uh, you'll get more product. Thank you so much for being a sponsor of us. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn, delicious and a perfect Mother's Day gift for your mother, as well as uh, Swiss Picks, greatest gripping guitar pick out there. Swiss Picks with raised holes uh, to give you good grip. And of course, Vinum Custom Pickups, maker of the Mancuda Custom, Vinum Custom Pickups. Go to Vinum Custom Pickups website and tell Craig Vinum that you were sent by John Mancuda at Talking Guitars and 80s Metal, and he will take good care of you. Vinum Custom Pickups, great boutique pickups at a wonderful uh, non-boutique price, as well as fu-tone.com when you want to customize your guitar, fu-tone.com. Proud sponsor of the show. We are so happy to have you. They have everything for you. You want custom uh, titanium parts. You want noiseless springs. Fu-tone.com has it all for you, including full-built guitars. Fu-tone.com. And, of course, if you're looking for the best kill switches on the market, Tessie Switch is the one you want tonight. Tessie Switch. Thank you, Tessie Switch, for being the best kill switches on the market. Go to Tessie Switch. And uh, what is it, Johnny? There's a discount code there. Go to tessieswitch.com slash shop and enter Johnny Bean 15. And they will take good care of you as well. Hmm. 
right? As, Kurt? Delici- as, as well as delicious bang energy drink, bang. Let's on, raise Kurt. a toast to let's raise a toast to Dave Nesdall. Uh, with whatever you're drinking, I am drinking tonight delicious Bang Energy drink, and um, let's raise a toast to our buddy Dave Nesdall, my dear friend. I miss you so much. There we go, Kurt fifty one fifty. Welcome to a special edition of Talking Guitars and Eighties Metal Live, honoring our buddy David Nesdall. Welcome, brother. Hey, thank you, and I'm not going to stay long. Uh... I, you know, that's what I tell women we'll talk in bed. a little bit about, uh, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I go. It's quick and to the point, but, uh, well, mine comes to a I was, end, um, but... had the pleasure. <laughs> I had the pleasure of being introduced to Dave, obviously on Johnny's channel, uh, watched it for about a year and our buddy Rob Johnson linked me up with him. Um, and John, I think you talked about it earlier in the show about taking advantage of calling a friend or doing something with a friend. Well, Dave gave me what he called carte blanche to jump on his YouTube show anytime I wanted. And there was a couple times where I was supposed to be a guest and it didn't work out because of work. But now I'm myself for not taking advantage of it. I always thought, okay, there'll be another week to the work there'll be another week to the work well now here we are um it's not gonna happen um so everyone out there really carpe diem live every day to the fullest uh don't take advantage of the people you love embrace them and uh enjoy them that they're i was blessed to actually physically meet dave back in november at, at uh, evh con and the guy's a total sweetheart um, he's one of those guys that just pick up the phone, call you and just want to share something with you. You got, you know, I said it in the chat earlier, you had any questions, he was there to answer them for you. He had nothing to hide. He was a giver. He, he wanted you to be successful in what you're trying to accomplish. Or if you're even looking at a guitar, he would help you find one. Um, I just think Dave was a sweet guy and I'm very blessed and proud to have met him due to this community and uh you know we lost a good one for sure well said that's my really friend. all got to say we really did yeah we really did dave, and you and you're right dave would always call up sharing something fun sharing sharing news of something sharing just you know a van halen story or something hey i got a guitar you want to see this you want to, you know what? There's a 59 less pull over at this store. You should check that out. That's by your house. Or there's something I saw on, on Craigslist or, 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 you know, there's something I saw on reverb rather that, that I think you would like You, you might want to check that out. Dave was that guy. Dave looked out for his friends, you know? Um, yeah. And, 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 and that's just like, you know, the, the person he was just, what can I do for other people? You know? I just I just love that he would all the time send me links to Reverb. Hey Mancuda, there's there's a BC Rich Gunslinger on there that I think you would like. Hey Mancuda, there's there's a, there's a Mockingbird. Hey Mancuda, there's an old Charvel a friend of mine has. Are you interested in it? There's you know and you know it was just always something for other people, you know and uh, and I, I just love that about him and and you know I loved his friendship with. Not not just me, but his friendship with uh, with Rob Johnson. Um, 
and, and I met Rob mm-hmm. through Dave um, because I had a, an old Kramer to sell and I offered it to yeah. Dave first and Dave said, well, you know, I'll, I'll buy it from you. And then, and then he, he, he changed his mind on it and said, but you know what, I'm going to pass this on to my friend, Rob, who wants to buy, you know, that one with the rock and tram and it was, uh, you know, purple and he was making a, an yeah. Eddie tribute. Yeah. And, uh, and I wound up passing it on to Rob and, um, and Rob, you know, of course, is, as you know, is also a salt of the earth guy. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, I love their friendship too, because they, they were best friends and, and shout out to Rob, um, who was, who always, you know, really stood by Dave right to the end. And, um, you know, always just share of knowledge of, of, you know, building, uh, building guitars and, and Van Halen knowledge and talk about rep, uh, replicas of guitars. Rob has replicas of Van Halen guitars that nobody has. And, and when I say replicas, just mm-hmm. pinpoint accurate, like, you know what, this is the uh, snake guitar and it's, it's wrong. The scales go this angle and, you know, th- they would share that knowledge with each other and share it with everyone, you know, um, I'm just you want, looking. Go you ahead. want to see a clip? I've got a clip with Rob. Sure. Let, let's see a clip with Rob and Dave. That'd yeah. Be great. Uh, let's see. None of these are even titled. Uh, let's try. Let's just try this one. Let's see what happens here. We're winging it, folks. It is live on air. Hey, this is Johnny Bean doing another Google Plus chat chat talk today. I got David Nesdahl. I got Jeremy Hefner, otherwise known as Hef, and Rob Johnson, who has. uh, Oh, this was Rob's first show. Guitars. Uh, So, hey, how are you guys doing today? Awesome. What's up? Good deal. Hey, it's playoff season. Football's on Sunday. You know, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool. So, hey, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys talk a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start posting links to this to some pages. Okay, sounds so good. I'll, I'll, I'll be cool. back. You got it. Rob, play that beautiful guitar of yours. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right, I will. Uh, just let me introduce it a little bit here. This is um, one of my, one of my Van Halen guitars. Probably one of my most prized possessions. I've had this guitar for approximately. 15 years. It is a um, 1985 Steinberger GL2T uh, Transtrem guitar. It's exactly like the one that Eddie played back in the 5150 tour and the OU812 tour. So that was Rob's first show, actually. And his camera technology is just like mine. But it, that was like six years ago. I, I don't have a great camera here either, so I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm filming I'm filming with a cardboard box and a lens. So um, yeah, my lighting over here, my lighting over here at Mama Kuda's is terrible. By the way, someone asked me a clue for tonight's show and tell guitar. Just FYI, tonight's show and tell guitar is David Nesdall's favorite guitar in my collection. One that, uh, if anything had happened to me, uh, would have gone to him. And um, we, we share a lot of good memories about it that I'll talk about when I reveal it. It is a celebrity guitar. 
Um, so I'm just I'm just going to say that it is one you'll want to stay tuned for and enjoy. And um, it has a lot of meaning to me um, already for what it is and my personal sentiment. But it means more to me because it meant so much to Dave as well. So that's just one more layer that that guitar now holds for me in memory. I've had it since back in the day. It is a celebrity guitar. Uh, I love it because of that. I love it because of what it meant to me through all these years. But the fact that it meant so much to Dave as well, and we shared joy over it multiple times, um, means that it 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 also adds just another bit of meaning to me to that guitar, to what it means to me that that Dave and I had shared good memories of it as well. Um, so I will show that a little later on in the show. Um, and yeah, Rob Ranford brings up, uh, Dave, Rob, and Paul Unkert, uh, shared a lot of screen time as well. Paul Unkert, you know, for those that, that know the Van Halen world, uh, was, was instrumental in, in, in Van and Eddie Van Halen's personal guitars and Dave and him shared a lot of conversations. Dave, Dave and him shared a lot of time and a lot of conversations. And Paul had a great respect for Dave, um, that all of us should, and, um, you know, like I said, Dave was so freaking humble about that. Dave never cared about the spotlight. Dave never cared nope. how many viewers there were. Dave never cared. Um, he he well, loved his viewers. He did care about how many thumbs ups there were. Well, he wanted, yeah, he, he wanted, did. of course, he, he wanted, of course, he wanted, of course, the shows to do well and to be seen, but he never cared for personal accolades. That wasn't his thing. He he was basically wanted to, you know, people to see the shows and enjoy the shows and appreciate what he brought to the table. But he never said, hey, I'm Dave Nesdall. I'm so great. Look at me. I do that. You know, I say I'm a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Don't look at me, you know, but. You know, I, I just like to entertain, but Dave liked to inform and he did it with humility and he did it with, uh, with all the right reasons. He did it for no personal gain. He did it for, you know, Hey, um, you know, just, you know, just, uh, you know, come watch me and learn and learn. Let me show you. And, you know, of course everyone loved to, you know, get his goat and well, I'm going to give you a thumbs down. No, don't you dare do that. You know? And, and. You know, every everyone he took it personal. To have fun. Everyone loved to have fun with it, but you know, inside Dave knew that it was just you know people playing with him, and that everyone truly loved him. Um, and and people right. let him know that when they met him in person, they saw that 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 generosity and that sweetness, that genuine sweet yep. warmness that 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 Dave showed. And um, if you ever talk to him on the phone, you know. Um, you know, I, I mean, this is a moment I was looking up Mary's skirt and Dave's trying to like show her the guitar, <laughs> you know, and, and this is the difference Whoa. between uh, between the pureness of Dave and, and, the, and the, the, the terribleness that I that I radiate. Um, but, you know, anyone who's ever talked to him, really talked to him, not just, you know, coming on on the show. Um, not just as an audience member watching, but anyone who's actually talked to Dave just could see how warm he was and what a good person he was. And just, you know, how, how much, how much 
he just wanted to just wanted to, you know, inform you and, and, and give you knowledge and make you a better player or, or enjoy the, um, enjoy the, Hey, Lynn Marie, how are you? Two pups boutique, Lynn. you know? Yeah. Hey, he just, Lynn. he just wanted to give of himself. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, I'm going to p- jump out of here, but I appreciate you guys letting me come in and say a few short, short words. I'm sure Jay and I will, um, Talk a little bit more about this on Friday for Schools V Talk and Van Halen. Um, continue sure, to pay man. our respects to Dave. But uh, Dave, if you're listening, we love you, miss you. And my dad always said, and, and uh, Mancuti, you'll appreciate this from one Long Island to another, but only the good die young. Oh, Billy Joel, man. Absolutely. Yep. No, no yep. better words were said. So I'm going to live to a ripe old age based on that. <laughs> um, you know, so. All right, guys. Uh, love you. Talk to you later. All right, love you too, brother. Rock right. on. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. See you, Kurt. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's uh, Kurt fifty one fifty. Thank you, brother. And uh, look, there, there's yeah. not enough words you could you could fit, and not enough tributes you could give to Nesdol. There's not, you know, this this is this is the show that I wanted to give Dave. This is the show that Johnny wanted to give Dave. This is, you know, basically one of a number of shows that will be on the air from various people, various channels, various tributes on Facebook, various tributes on chat groups. And, you know, I I see some beautiful tributes in Facebook from a lot of people. And um, it's so great to see that, Dave left us with basically what he wanted that people acknowledged, you know, how much a good person like him meant to them and affected them and helped them because that's, that's his biggest thing. He just wanted you guys to get something out of his brain, you know? And yes, Mike niece, I am going to show specifically a show and tell guitar specifically targeted for Dave. It was my fit, his favorite guitar in my collection. Um, one that him and I shared some great memories of. So I will be showing that, uh, pretty soon in about 20 minutes, I will be showing that. And I'll be telling the story of the guitar and how it, it is connected to both Dave and I, and it is a celebrity guitar. So yes, please stay tuned. And I'll be showing that in a little while. Um, in the meantime, uh, feel free to call in and share your memory or come on if you have a, a camcorder and, uh, and, or a video camera and want to share a memory with Dave. I saw some beautiful, nice things said in the, uh, in the chat and, uh, Dave is looking down on us and, uh, He's probably being shown around heaven right now, but Eddie Van Halen, who's probably saying to him, Hey man, I, I, I have loved your shows. Uh, can you set up my guitar? Because I hear great things about the way you set up guitars. I'm sure that Eddie's saying that to Dave right now. And, and thank you for the kind words. And, you know, um, Dave just loved Eddie. Oh my God. Dave loved and respected Eddie. And, um, um, I, I know Dave at one point lent Eddie a guitar for a show. I don't remember the story. Um, I know I know other people on here. If someone wants to come on here and tell it um, or remember the video where Dave told it, but I know at one point Eddie needed to borrow a guitar and someone wouldn't lend it to him, but Dave did. 
Because again, that was Dave Nesdall. Shirt off of his back. That was David Nesdall. Um, and just, you know, so gracious. So gracious. Um, we have it, a call. It hurts. It hurts. We have a call Who's coming here? on the air? Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? It's uh, Vista1972. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man, what's going on? Good, good. <laughs> uh, I have a Dave Nesdall story. Uh, uh, I am a drummer. I'm not a guitar player. Uh, I do love guitars, but I'm not a guitar player. But anyway, when, when, when Dave left, uh, Dave had the Thursday show, and unfortunately, I couldn't make all the Thursday shows. So I made one of his Thursday shows, and he had uh, he had some of the members from Billy Joel's band on there. And one of the persons he had was Liberty DeVito, which is a very underrated drummer. Mm-hmm. But he was on the show, so I was chatting in the in the chat room, and I was chatting to DeVito, and he was responding back about what drums I had and, and what drums he had set up at the time. This was during the COVID time thing. So they were in their separate homes or whatever, but he had his drums sold up. Uh, he had his drums uh, set up. So we're talking about the, the the drums, you know, that I played. He played, and this conversation went on for about five minutes. And at any time, I'm thinking Dave could shut this down any time now because this was about guitars, not drummers. But that's the kind of that's the kind of guy Dave was. That he that he let us talk about drums there. And I thought it was pretty cool of how he did that. And even though he would come on your channel later on and, and come into the chat, I still talked to him and then we still had conversations and a chat room, even when he came on to, to your show as well. So I just thought I, was, I would like to share a little story with everybody. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank thank you for um, for, for watching this stuff, because I, I know you've been you've been in the chat for, for a long time. Yes, yeah, a long time, about 2016, yeah, about 2015, 16 or so, yeah. Dang. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> All right. But thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, dude. All right, you guys take care. All right, All right. bye-bye. Rock on. Thank you so much for the call, man. That's a great story. You know, th- this is a really good point that I-, I keep sounding like a broken record. Dave didn't care about Dave. Dave cared about you guys hearing cool stuff. Dave cared about sharing cool stuff with you. And if part of that cool stuff was, was having Liberty on the show um, and, and talking to someone in the industry, Dave basically sat back and said, you know what? This is for the viewers. This is for the viewers. That's what he always wanted was to, to share knowledge and share and make you guys better players, better you know, more informed and, and just, you know, that's all he ever asked. It was just, listen, I've got some experience. Uh, you know, I want to share it with you. Just give me your ear, give me that respect to let me talk and I'll give you guys all I have that that's what he did. He gave to himself. So he gave of himself so much. And that's a perfect example. Yeah. Dave's not a drummer. Dave, you know, Dave didn't care about a drummer, but you know what? Dave knows and was well-respected by a lot of rock stars. And Dave will step back out of the spotlight to give you 
his viewers, his fans, his friends, that experience of letting someone like that take the airtime. He didn't care about, about personal, you know, accolades. He cared that you guys got something out of it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that's a great example. And he did that all the time. He did that all the time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I rock Z blues. Great name. Uh, Dave got me to put a Duncan JB in my guitar said Eddie Van Halen used that pickup. It sounds so right. I will now call that guitar Nez. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Awesome, man. Oh, uh, you know, that's very funny. Renes brings up the uh, the Buddy Guy signature guitar. Dave had this, this <laughs> polka dot guitar. Dave, and it was a running joke on the show yeah. that we used to we used to bust his chops about. Still. It's like, yeah. It's, it's, it, it was, it's one of those things where it's it's a, is that a buddy guy strat? It's like a legendary legendary joke <laughs> that eventually he just threw up his arms and he's like yeah, it's whatever you guys want it to be. <laughs> you know, like I said, you know, Dave, Dave always, he, he, he hated you see him laugh, but man, he loved to laugh. He really did. Um, to Tobini, Tobini says we lost a real brother, uh, or Tobin, Tubin, Tubin won. We lost Tubin a real brother. We did. Yeah. Another long time, another long time viewer here. Tubin and yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 a shock, man. We we had a lot of running jokes together. You know, the buddy guy strat was just one of them. Um, you know, like I said, you know, Dave Dave often was very serious because he wanted to inform. But you know what? When you got Dave to laugh, when when he let his guard down and cracked up, he had the most pure, real, wonderful laugh that I will miss so much. Um you know, it was just, it was loud and genuine and, um, I'll miss it. I'll miss it a lot. I'll miss hearing it on the phone. I'll miss, um, I'll miss it in person. You know, like I said, you know, I, even though I spoke to him only like 10 days ago, you know, you always say, Oh, you know, maybe a few days ago, I should have called him to go out and grab some pizza. Um, my last visit with Dave was a while ago in person, but, but we talked, we talked on the phone a few times. Um, I guess my last visit was November where when I last saw him physically in person. Um, but talking on the phone, the last time I saw him was, uh, or last time I spoke to him, like a physical phone call was uh was about 10 days ago on his birthday. We had a nice long talk that I'm I'm really glad I had. Iroxy Blues uh brings up a great moment. There was a moment on um Guitar Town Hall with Dave Nesdal on Dave's channel recently where it was just classic. It was just so classic. Dave uh brought on this beautiful Les Paul guitar and he's like it was a blooper basically. He had the guitar and he had it in his hands. He's like, I'm going to tell you all about this guitar. It's got a maple flame top and a whoa. And he dropped the guitar. And you just hear this sickening sound of a guitar hitting the ground. You all know this sound that, you know, it's like, and the look on Dave's face in slow motion of no was just so priceless 
And now listen, it's a Les Paul. So you would expect the headstock to snap off and fly across the room as Les Paul headstocks do, but it didn't Mm -hmm. luckily. And, and Dave picked it up and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. And you know, he was, he was obviously shaken by it. And a few days later, he, he separated the clay, realized how funny it was, you know, obviously in the moment you're like, no, but you know, when you step back a day later and you sleep on, you're like, you know, that was really good TV. And he isolated a clip of it and put it on YouTube and it's on his channel and you should check it out because it was just one of those hilarious moments that even Dave just, just had to laugh his ass off about later on. Um, and, and Dave dropping that, that last Paul was just in, in the way he said it, he's like, he dropped it and he says, and it's got a broken headstock and you know, but it didn't, but he, he made the joke <laughs> and it was just so improv funny. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he didn't, he didn't realize at the moment how funny it was. Hey, Dwight Bailey. He didn't realize how funny it was at the moment until a day or two later when he, when he isolated that, that little clip and put it on his YouTube channel, which you should check out. And, um, you know, God bless him. Like I said, he, he, you know, he, he loved being serious and informative, but even he had to sometimes just say, Hey, you know what? That was just such a funny blooper. I want to share it with everybody. And, and, and it is really funny that they're laughing with me, you know, not at me. Um, you know, and, yeah. and Dave told me, you know, something that was always very important to him, uh, that I'll, I'll share with you guys, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of us have gone through this, you know, when, when Dave was younger, you know, in that, you know, junior high school period, you know, He's going through what we all did, that gawky phase of of growing up and trying to acclimate socially. You know, some kids picked on him and, uh, you know, basically he wanted to grow up, um, you know, showing them all, showing them all that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be respected. I'm going to be among my peers. I'm not going to be the, 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 the kid you picked on when I was in high school or junior high. And we've all been through this. We've all seen bullies. We've all seen jerks trying to make scapegoats of other people to make themselves cooler. Um, we, we've all seen it in junior high school, middle school, and high school. We've all seen it. We've seen it happen. Dave was one of those guys that basically rose above that and said, hey, someday I'm going to be that person that's respected. I'm going to be someone that people like, that know, that that look up to. And I, I, feel, I feel really good to say that so many people, so many of us, myself included, had so much respect for him, had so much love for him, had so much appreciation for him that he achieved that goal. He really did. And I'm so proud to have been his friend. I'm so proud to have had him in my life and and call him friend and that he shared so much with us and um, so, so grateful for him bringing me onto this platform, um, you know, and um, just, you know, Dave, I know you're listening. I know you're watching. I just want you to know you achieve that respect from your peers. You achieve that respect from rock stars who looked at you with respect. And um, I I think that's the the best thing that you could hope for 
um, and and just all of us have so much love and respect for you. The tributes that I've seen on Facebook and in guitar chat groups and on Instagram and and just so many people, the love pouring in that people had for you, the um, the admiration, the respect, you showed them. You showed those pricks in middle school. You was you you aspired to it. You did it. You were up on stages that they only hoped to be on. You got the balls to put yourself on television and in front of an audience, made yourself loved and respected. And Dave, you're you're watching this right now. You achieved that goal. You showed them. You showed them how tough you could be that other people would have given up when you got so sick, when you were fighting diabetes, when you had parts of you amputated, when you were suffering through dialysis multiple times a week where, where they would have crumbled and cried. You were there facing it with the bravery and, and the strength that so many others were inspired by, myself included. I don't know how I would have fared with all that you've been through, but I know I was so proud to call you my friend and I will miss you so much. And you have so much to be proud of that you left us with and so many fans that will miss you. And the love you got from Desiree and your family and, and, fans and friends, you achieve that and, and hats off to you and raise a toast to you. Um, you were, you were just as good as can be. You, you showed them all. So here's to you, David Nesdal. We love you. We miss you. Let's get to, um, do we have, a, do we have any other calls waiting, Johnny, or should I? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's, we let's take call. another phone call. <clears throat> Hello, who's, you're on the air. Hey, Johnny. Charlie S. Charlie hey, S. Charlie. Hey, man. Hey, uh, so, you know, uh, I go way back with you guys um, when it was just uh, just you and Dave. Mm -hmm. And um, I posted in the chat before that um, back in, I guess it was probably 2013, I was going through some back surgeries and I just wanted to let you know, especially, uh, and everyone else, uh, what you guys had together. It was, uh, it was something special and it, it actually helped me while I was going through what I was going through. And, uh, I just wanted to thank Dave and thank, uh, thank you for it. Wow. Th thank you, man. Um, yeah, that, that's, that that's that's the thing that's that's pretty cool about about what we were were doing is we were we were entertaining people and again a lot of you guys I mean this really it's all entertainment you know a lot of this stuff and and we really we really were you know good friends for a long time um, but it's it's just amazing that that we that people that we don't even know enjoy enjoy this stuff and 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 it's so great to, that there's so many names here like charlie s and and a lot of names in the chat are bozik that have been around for years like a lot of years 
And we've actually done special things. Charlie S., didn't didn't we do like like a birthday video for you? One one year? You you absolutely did. Yeah, I actually uh, mm-hmm. my one of my daughters actually contacted uh you Jay Dave um and you did a shout out for me uh on a video and yeah, yeah that was great that was re- that was that was uh beginning of covid um yeah, that was really cool i and i appreciate that i still i actually still have the video and we look back at it and uh it's 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 pretty good it's pretty cool awesome yeah see that's it's, it's just pretty I'm... cool that you guys that you guys that you guys would do that too it was Oh. I'll never forget it. Oh, it, we we love doing that stuff, and it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 just it's yeah. I mean, it's, there's just so many so many memories with, with all this stuff. It's just it's great, and I'm glad there's a lot of people here that that uh, have witnessed a lot of this stuff over the years. Because I'm seeing a lot of comments in the chat here of people saying, "Oh, do you remember this time or that time stuff?" I had totally forgotten about. You know, and there's been there's has right, been a lot right. of great a lot of great times, you know, live here that you that you, we've all witnessed together, and it's just it's right. it's very well. I just wanted to thank cool. you, Johnny. Thank you and Dave, and uh, you know, um, it was it was great. You guys had something great, and um, just keep it up because we're all watching. And I'll let you go and let you guys go and uh, continue the night. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charlie. Yes. Thank you, Charlie. That's Thank very you. nice. Bye-bye. You know, Charlie brings up a really good point. Um, you know, again, you know, the, these shows, whether it be on Johnny's channel, on Dave's channel, on Fruitcake Tony's channel, all these shows are entertainment. These are meant to be an escape from all the crap going on in the world, be it politics, the pandemic, war, all the bad news you get every day, you know, the, when, when we were in quarantine, you know, all these are meant to give you an escape. You know, we do these shows as a labor of love. And, and Dave was a huge part of so many people in so many tough times and these are the type of shows that, you know, um, basically helped a lot of people get through a lot of difficult times, be it personal issues, relationship issues, health issues, pandemic, whatever it is. You know, um, I, I know I've gotten over the years a lot of nice messages, gifts, notes, cards from people that said, hey, you know, watching you guys really helped me through a tough time. And I imagine Dave got the same thing, you know, um, you know, cause Dave was here before I was and, you know, to be a part of the ability to, to help people out, just get through hard times, be it a distraction, be it, you know, just, Hey, let me just sit down and learn about guitars. Let me just listen to talk about Van Halen. Let me just, it, it's, it's a great honor to be able to give that service to the fans, to the, the people that need this, um, need this distraction. And we all need these types of distractions in our lives. We do because we all go through shit. Mm-hmm. 
We all go through shit, be it loss of a pet, loss of a friend, breakup, whatever it is, illness, you name it. I'm sure there's there's problems coming up for everyone at, at every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's great that Dave took pride in being a part of all our lives out of that love of helping people out in that distraction, in that entertainment. He wouldn't care if it was, you know, 10 viewers or, or, or 10,000 viewers, depending on the video. He just was there. He, he considered it both an honor and a responsibility. And, you know, there, there was no point where he said, Oh, you know, uh, I hate these people. I don't want to do this. I'm not getting paid. There, there was just basically a, Hey, I, I, I want to go on there and, and, and do what I do. It's not what you do. It's not what Johnny does. It's not what Jay does. I want to do what I do and have people enjoy that. And you know, that that's, that's the thing about Dave. He was just so giving of himself, um, in, in all these shows you know, and, and, and look, we've all appeared on each other's shows and channels and whatever. And like I said, sometimes in your life, some people get along, some people don't get along. You have temporary fights, whatever. Um, you know, look, some people, uh, you know, had, had fights at the moment and you, you say things you don't mean, and you don't know when that moment can't be taken back, you know? Um, you know, so, you know, if, if, if anyone's saying, you know, Hey, you know, I know Johnny and Dave butted heads. Sure. They had their moments where they butted heads and they had their moments where they, you know, clashed and had an argument, but they also had moments where they had great times too. And that happens in so many friendships and so many relationships and so many marriages and so many brothers and sisters, and that's just life. So take when you have those moments to say, uh, I care about you, I love you, and what we talk about is just bullshit and you know this argument is silly, take that moment. Do it with your friends and realize tomorrow just may not be there sometimes, you know, because mm-hmm. you just don't know. Yeah, you never, you never know what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, and, Eddie Van Halen had had fights with David Lee Roth. Eddie Van Halen had fights with Sammy Hagar. Eddie Van Halen had fights with Michael Anthony. And at different points in your life, you're in fight, you're in mad at someone, or you make up with someone, or you get back together, or you get nostalgic, or you miss it. It just is timing sometimes, you know? And sometimes you're closer with people, and sometimes you're more distant with people. But look, Every day is a blessing when you have friends and take the time to tell yours. I love you. I appreciate you. And if you're in an argument with someone or fight with someone, just say, you know what? Maybe today's the day I should call up my friend and say, you know what? Let's, let's grab lunch and and talk it out because life is short. Life is really, really short. And no one can exemplify that more than our friend Dave. You know, so there you go. Uh, let's take a look. Let's let's do. Do we have anyone on the phone right now? Or hello? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I, I would hope you would know that. Uh, let's take a look at today's show and tell guitar, which is um, brought here specifically because this is a very special guitar um, memory that I shared with Dave. This is um, this is um, this is a memory Dave and I shared back in the eighties uh, when we weren't we weren't really you know like I said we weren't close friends that we became later in life. It was just oh that guy oh that guy. We didn't, you know, we didn't hang out. It was just one of those, you see each other in passing. You recognize the face. You may talk to him at the bar, or, you know, run into someone you always see at, uh, at the guitar store, whatever. That was, you know, something that uh, Dave was around the metal scene. I was around the metal scene, uh, but we didn't really know each other. But later in life, we said, hey, were you there at that show? Yeah, I was there. I think I remember you. Yeah, I think I remember you. Did you have like you wore this and you had long? Yeah, 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 yeah. And th and that's the type of um, that's the type of memory Dave and I have about this particular show. This is what I talked about earlier. This show at Spit Rocks, which was a club in New York, was where Steve Vai played a live show with a band called Beggars Opera, and you could see the. Uh, the Beggar's Opera drum drum kit there. I want to know what happened to them because they, they were a really good band back in the 80s. They never became big, but I really liked them. I liked them. They opened up for Steve Vai during this Spit Rocks tribute show. And Steve came on, and this was when Steve was super at his peak. He was, um, you know, of course, you know, he, he did his touring with Lee Roth. And this was right after the skyscraper albums when he was, you know, joining white snake and, uh, doing, uh, doing passion and warfare. This, this was Steve at his peak, uh, of performance, uh, that everyone was just a fan of Steve and you could see him right there playing his uh, seven string. And Dave was at that show and I was at that show and at that show, it was a charity benefit for children's hospital called St. Jude's. Uh, most of you probably heard of it, St. Jude's. It's a it's a New York hospital. Um, they basically cure children of cancer treatments and other severe illnesses for free. They do it for free. They don't give you a bill. They basically it's all it's all charitable. And um, Steve apparently told a story that when he was a kid, he had something called the coop or croup or I forget what it was, but it was it was basically something that would otherwise have have been fatal to him and saint jude's gave him free treatment and and saved his life basically and steve felt that he owed saint jude's hospital a debt so he played this this charity benefit at spit rocks it was in levittown it was uh behind i believe the tri-county flea market and um this was one of those metal clubs that, you know, every day of the week it was open, but of a different genre. Like on Tuesday, it was rap night. Uh, you know, Thursday it was spit, which was all hair bands. Saturday it was 007s, which was a dance club. And, um, you know, basically Steve wanted to do this charity benefit. And as a raffle, he took his favorite guitar from the skyscraper tour with David Lee Roth uh, and he put it up for raffle. He basically hung it over 
the um, over the register of the of the club entrance, and it was hanging there on its on its pink strap, and it was hanging there under a black light and glowing. So when you walked in that club, when you walked in Spit, um, no, it was Levittown, New York, Bozik, Levittown, New York, when on Long Island, where Dave and I are both from. When you walked in Spit, the first thing you saw when you walked in, hanging there, glowing, was this neon yellow Ibanez gem with uh, a maple, a, a rosewood neck, and a floral headstock that was clearly just worn to death. And I remember looking at that like, oh my God. And I, I spent like, I don't remember how many raffle tickets I bought. Every dollar I had in my pocket, I was dying for that guitar. And Dave at the time was working for, I, 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 I forget if it was Manny's or what guitar store he was working at, but they basically got it to, to, um, to give to spit, to deliver to spit. And, um, and Dave held that guitar in his hands and played it and was just so enamored with that particular guitar. He said he'd never played a guitar like it. He felt Steve I's aura emanating from that guitar. And the fact that it was just, you know, used so much on the skyscraper tour and it was clearly so worn and so beat. And it came with documentation from Joe Despagny, the late great Joe Despagny, who was, uh, the owner of Gem Guitars, who hand-built custom-made boutique guitars for Steve and other artists like Cinderella and and uh, and other people, and that was the Gem name that Steve named the Gem series for Ibanez after, after his friend Joe Despagny, who built guitars for Steve and helped modify guitars for Steve, and it had documentation for it. And Dave told me he'd played this guitar and was like dying for this guitar. And he also saw it hanging up there and said, I tried to win it so badly. And Steve's talking about the guitar on stage and telling the story of St. Jude's. And he's playing this great set of all the stuff you want to hear. David Lee Roth songs and stuff from Whitesnake and, and the audience is listening and, you know, just all, all the stuff you want to hear. And he's basically saying, Hey, for charity, I'm giving up my baby. So you guys go try to win that guitar. And we all tried. Eventually a name was pulled. It was not myself and it was not Dave. Both of us not knowing each other. Well, we're crushed. Um, but it went to a guy who was clearly blown away by the whole experience. And, and he won the guitar and Steve handed it to him and he was hugging it and said, you know, Oh my God, I can't believe I won. And I immediately being the person I am, I, you know, went up to that person once Steve was done with him and the, you know, the photographers were all done. I said, Hey man, listen, do you want to sell that? Like, really, do you want to sell that? And he's like, I just want it. I'll never get rid of this. And I said, well, listen, let's trade info because eventually everybody sells whether it's 20 years from now, 50 years from now, I'll still want that guitar from you. Take my info. Let me take your info. And if you ever do part with it, just give me dibs and let me try to tempt you. And him and I stayed in touch over the years. 
And a few years later, I get a phone call from him and I checked in with him like every six months. Hey, you know, how you doing? Do you, do you want to get rid of that Vi guitar? And he's like, no, nah, not yet, man. But I have to admit, I'm, I'm not playing it as much as I used to. So maybe someday. Okay. You know, I'll check back with you around Christmas. Hey bro, have a good. And one day he called me and said, Hey, I got into a car accident. I desperately need another car. Let's talk. And we got together and, um, God bless. I wound up buying that guitar. And this was, you know, uh, in, in about the early nineties. And I was like, so happy to own this guitar. This was one of my original guitars. Cause I, I started collecting guitars in, uh, in 1988 and, um, I only had a few at the time and that was one of them. That was my prize. That was my, the jewel of my heart. And then, um, in the early nineties, uh, you know, when grunge came, I just kind of lost interest in learning to play and it went into my closet safely stored, not to be seen until I got back into guitars, uh, about, uh, about, uh, 2010 when I was on the TV show lost and I needed something to do during my downtime. And I, picked up guitars again. And, um, and I, I, you know, of course dug it out of my closet and plugged it back in. I said, wow, this is why I started learning guitar. I'm, I'm going to go back to that because I, I, I realized I'd skipped so much time, um, because I didn't like the music scene that I'd lost interest in, in learning guitar. And, um, so I still had this guitar. I loved it. I, I paid a fortune for it at the time. We're talking a high number. I'm not going to disclose it, but at the time it was a very, very high number. Um, and, um, you know, fast forward to in the 2000s when, uh, when, when Dave and I really became close friends, when we really started talking more than, hey, I recognize that guy from the club. Oh, hey, I think I talked to you. We met at the diner after that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This was when Dave and I were really close friends. And, um, you know, Dave basically, uh, and I compared notes on that. And this was when, uh, just before I came on to, to join the channel, um, or, or when Dave invited me as a guest onto the channel, um, Dave and I were, were looking at this guitar and he was blown away that I owned it. He's like, you don't understand my history with that guitar. I played that guitar when it came from Steve's hands into my shop to get it ready to, you know, put on display at that show. So I had days with that guitar and I didn't want to put it down. I would plug it in and go, oh my God, I can't believe I'm playing Steve I's favorite guitar from the Skyscraper tour. I, 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 I can't believe this. I love that guitar. He's like, can, can you bring it over again? And I brought it over and Dave lit up like I've never seen him lit up. Um, there's, there's photos on his Facebook and mine of him holding that guitar and just the beaming smile on his face. I was so happy to share such a memory because I had memories like that from back in the day, you know, just buying it and seeing it and, and, you know, the same memories of seeing it at the show. Dave had memories of actually playing it when Steve brought it in and just wouldn't put it down and loved it and wished to God he owned it and seeing Dave play it. And, and he had me bring it on the first time when I appeared on as a guest on the channel 
as, you know, John Mancuda, actor from Lost, you know, also guitar collector. Um, I brought that guitar on and Dave and I talked all about it. And um, Dave recounted his memories of it. And like I said, everyone, you know, you know, people remember certain things, but Dave and I shared such special memories of that guitar. And he's like, if you ever want to sell it. And I said, dude, if anything ever happens to me, this is going to you. I made, I made purposely uh, a note to myself or whoever would, you know, be an heir of me uh, that that guitar would go to Dave because I, I didn't think anyone besides me would appreciate it just as much as he did. And I, I had it with me the first time I was on the channel. So I'm bringing it on again because Dave loved it. This was my favorite. This was his favorite guitar in my collection. And Dave, this is for you. Johnny. Look at that thing. Let me get this out of the way. Hold on. Let me just get a good photo of this. Hold on. Let me grab it. Hold on, hold on, Johnny. Hold on. There we go. Hang on. Where's the video? <laughs> oh, man. Um... Hold on, I'll, guys. We're just getting a thumbnail. How do you spell Johnny? Oh, here it is. <laughs> All right. All right, got it. Okay. Let's let's walk through this guitar because this has a lot, a lot of history and a lot of things that we should talk about. Uh, first of all, it's screaming yellow. This is not in the best light, but this is uh, this is basically. Desert Yellow, which was a um, an original Ibanez gem color. Okay, so it's it's hard to see. It looks it looks light yellow or faded yellow. It's it's a dark neon yellow. That's probably not coming through as well as I want to because of the light, but it's uh, it's still bright bright neon yellow, and it's very hard to see in this light. Um, but I want to point out to you that this neck that came on it this is even though this is an early gem and when i say it's it's an early gem it's uh it's it's let's see i guess it's 87 uh you know it's from the very first run of gems um because obviously you know steve i get got his first pick um this was played all over the skyscraper tour with david lee roth and if you look on the back, it's scraped to death from Steve. It's really, oh, damn, this fucking light. Is that is that a little better? Can you see it a little better? It's scraped to death. You notice mm -hmm. there's, there's just scrapes in the paint. Can you guys see that okay? Yeah, we can see that. All right. Can you hear me okay, Johnny? Because the mic's away from me, but. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Okay. So. Steve signed it to a worthy cause, God bless, Skyscraper 88, Steve Vai. And then he wrote under it, um, this was my favorite, enjoy. 
because he wanted to emphasize that this was the one he didn't want to let go of, but he made a point to let go of it because he felt he owed a debt to St. Jude's and all the money from this guitar would be going directly to St. Jude's Hospital. And he raised a lot of money because everyone wanted to you know, get it. But look at the scrapes on it. You see this? I'm so sorry for the light. The scrapes, the chunks of wood, the, the little pieces of wood. Do you see all the scrapes? Because Steve drug it on the ground, swung it around his neck, dropped it, threw it, knocked into people. Um, and Dave sent me a photo of Steve playing it that he had from uh, from a concert. Because um, like I said, Dave, um, hold on, drop my earpiece. You know, Dave, Dave followed it. This, this is a extremely well-played guitar. And even Steve said, he's like, yeah, I, I just beat the shit out of it. And he said that with a smile. This is his original strap. And this is how we saw it hanging just like that over the register of the club. Imagine you walk into a club and under a black light, you see this blazing yellow guitar with a blazing neon pink strap. And, you know, you, it's it's obviously Steve, you know. Um, and it's uh, the neck specifically was hand done by Joe Despagny. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he did to it, whether he, he handed the vine inlays or something to that effect, because there's documentation there. I'll bring that out too, um, mentioning that he, that he did a lot of things to the neck to make it special for Vi. This headstock, this floral headstock, was um, was something that's part of the custom part of it. And you'll see the tape, the original tape holding the picks is still there, as well as Steve removed half the tuners because he's kind of quirky and fun like that to make that little design on the back. That was intentional. Um, and this originally had one of those palm guards. If you notice, you see the two little rest buttons here? This originally had a palm rest which the very, very earliest gems had so that you wouldn't lean on the tremolo. But Steve apparently took it off because he's Steve Vai. <laughs> Enough said. He doesn't need the damn palm rest. Okay, Steve could play this guitar with his penis and it would sound perfect. Uh, if he has, I'm really getting some germs. But I hope he hasn't. But uh, again, I mean, you know, the classic gem, monkey grip, uh, the, the DiMarzio pickups, you know, all the, the, the tiger claw. And look, look at the wear on the neck plate there. You see that palm wear? That's all from Steve, of course. And I love these early Ibanez pink straps. Or, or I'm sorry, DiMarzio rather, DiMarzio pink straps. Because Steve was, uh, you know, big on DiMarzio pickups and they obviously gave him that, that, that strap. And this thing holds it together, boy, when Steve whips the darn thing about around his neck and, uh, and stuff like that. And of course, you know, you have the, the scallop, the last four frets are scalloped. You can see that. 
Let me move the microphone out of the way. People are like, be careful, man. Could I? Listen, Steve played this at about a thousand shows and beat the shit out of it. What damage am I going to do to it? But there you go. You see the little scalp frets over here. The last four. Really cool. And the neck, the neck has been sanded down. And Steve obviously got his hand oils all over it because it's dirty as hell. And it's smooth like glass. I can't even emphasize how uh, how smooth that was. And let, let me show you some of the paperwork that came with it. First of all, look at the chunk, that bite of wood out of it that, uh, like, like Steve said. And I told Steve he, that I had it. Um, and I've met Steve before. He's also a Long Islander. And Steve was shocked that that man ever sold it because he treasured it so much. I explained the story. And um, uh, it'll, it'll probably be, uh, I, I still owe Steve some photos of this because he's making a book of his old guitars um, and I'm, I'm going to send him photos. I have to, I have to do that when I get back to Los Angeles. I just remembered. Uh, but anyway, you know, he was saying he just beat the shit out of the guitar. He loved playing it so much that he just broke it in. I mean, that's what they're for. If you see, you know, there's guitars. Steve gets a lot of free gems, uh, from Ibanez being their main endorsee. And, um, you know, it's one thing to play one and put it back. And this thing just was like with him on every stage of, uh, of the skyscraper tour, just look at the dirt on it. And you know, the wear and the paint and, and everything, the scrapes. I mean, I looking against the light, I don't know if you could see that, but just look at all the scrape marks on the back of that thing. And look at the horns, look at the, 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 the horns, the backs of the horns. You see all that black scraping. I mean, Steve was not gentle on his guitars, but boy, what, what a great time we all had in the audience. Um, let me pull out some paperwork on it. By the way, I have the original case on it that Steve toured with it. And it's got all stickers and stuff. Um, but you know, most, most important, which is really cool is the, uh, the paperwork it has with it. Uh, I'll pull this out. Excuse me while I whips this up. Okay, let's see. Um, yeah, I bought this in 1991. Um, I bought this in 1991 from from the the former person that owed it, that owned it, because I have um, I have a note of that. But this was a handwritten letter. From Joe Despagni, Steve's guitar tech. Rest in peace, Joe, the owner of uh, Gem Guitars. Steve's personal tech and very good friend for many, many years. Uh, and it says, Steve, hope you like the axe. Worked hard on it. Try it and try it and call me. I would like to know your feelings on it. Uh, uh, I would like to know how you feel about it. Check out... Uh, Check out Green Vine Inlay Neck, paid special attention. And that's why I'm wondering if those inlays were, were, uh, were done by hand on that one. Or it might be, it might be a prototype of, of that design. Uh, talk to you soon, Joe. 
because that like i said it's an 87 guitar it was before the vines uh came on um let's see and then this is a receipt from gem services specifically which was again uh what joe despagny's uh boutique guitar brand was before ibanez took the name honoring him and it said gem services inc and the address in uh, carl place new york at the time steve vi to steve vi his name on the receipt and it's dated uh it's dated june of 1988 this particular receipt i don't know how many times joe worked on this guitar apparently steve you know he was he was you know joe's uh he was steve's luthier he was steve's tech he was working on on steve's guitars all the time this is the latest invoice i have for this was uh of, of june of 88 and uh let's see uh floral let's see what let's see if i can read this floral back floral black and pink inlay uh that's the headstock uh neck shim polished frets uh spring retainer green inlays uh it's hard it's hard for me to read in this light let me see if i could get a little more light here hold on Uh, change neck shim, level and polish, intonate, spring retainer, green inlays, black floral headstock, level and polish, sand back and sides of neck, no charge. It's good to be Steve I, right? So there you go. Um, it's And it's nice to see that that level of history that um that comes with something like this because it came directly from steve i mean you don't get better provenance than that um but you know like i said dave specifically played this guitar right from steve's hands right when steve basically gave it to the shop dave worked at brought it in and says get it ready for this raffle bring it down to meet me at the club and you got a couple of days with it. And Dave basically played it every day. He had it there. And I thought that was so awesome that uh, that Dave shared that memory of this guitar with me. Um, and when I first came on the show as a guest of the show, he asked me to bring this guitar. And I did. And I have, I have such great photos of us um, with this guitar. Like I said, I know there's some on on his Facebook. I know there's some on my Facebook, just a really good personal memory of Dave and I enjoying a guitar together and sharing a memory of, you know, back in the day together. Um, really, really great. And, um, you know, like I said, just, just Dave's memory of it with me adds just another layer to why this is one of my favorite guitars in my collection. Um, you know, because I'm I'm a Steve I'm a Steve Vai fan. I'm a David Lee Roth fan. I'm a fan of the early gems. Um, you know, I also have a green and a pink one um, from the early days. But this yellow one was Steve Vai's 
favorite guitar at the time. And um, it was Dave's favorite guitar in my collection as well. So Dave Nesdal, my friend, and having this guitar, show and tell guitar for this week is for you. This is brought on for you. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's a nice guitar. Right, Molly? Hey! Hey, man. What's going on? How you doing, man? Good morning. Have you, have you guys met? Have you guys uh, met? Maybe briefly. Possibly. Yeah, just, I mean, you look just, familiar. I know the face. Yeah, yeah, I've been on here before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, must, we must have met virtually. Molly's another long-time friend of ours he, he he's yeah. one of the early he was on the early the really early shows with us long long yeah matter of fact this is this is where i met dave yeah i met dave through you and this show yeah um you know um i'm not going to pretend like dave and i were best friends sitting around combing each other's hair um but not, that that's not a bad <laughs> meaning like we didn't get along i mean every time we saw each other we talked and we had a good time but we weren't like buddy buddy but it's, you know, it's really shocking to hear this news, you know, like I didn't expect it. I mean, just yeah. like, it seems like just a week or two ago, I was sending him a happy birthday message. And then I saw him, you know, out at Rob's place like a weekend ago. And I'm like, yeah, they look like they're having a good time. And then I wake up the other night, I got a message from somebody. And I was like, what, what, huh? WTF? Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just I, I woke up, I woke up yesterday to four different messages in my facebook messenger uh breaking the news to me and i i my jaw dropped i i just yeah I, like i said it was just it was just the worst thing just the worst thing to wake up to um there's no look there's no right time sure. to uh to lose your friend you yeah. know and 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 dave was both a friend and on this show a co-host um so you know it was it's it's a double whammy for me um but it, it's well, just I've, the I've idea, always said that you know. i've always felt like you know we can't choose when the time comes for any of us you know unless you know unless you do it sure. yourself but um but you know just we can't choose it right and it's wow 52 that's a little too soon little too yeah. soon um you know it was just uh I don't remember how long ago it was, probably somewhere around the end of last year, I guess. My memory is horrible on things like this, but uh, Desiree had contacted me about making an intro for the show. She was putting something together and she wanted some help with some editing and stuff like that. And I said, hey, why don't you let me throw something together for you? And if you guys like it, you can mm -hmm. use it. And if you don't, you know, we'll, you know, I'll help you with whatever you want to do, you know. Um, so she sent me all the pictures and the music and all that. And that intro that you see on the guitar town hall, that's, I made that for him. They loved that's it and awesome. they ran with it. Yeah. Cool. And so Dave's I made like, the title, you made the theme song and, uh, and Dave. And know. Dave's like, well, I don't know who made the song. I made the, I made the video for the, for the intro. Okay. I, um, I came up with the title. You came up with the video. The, the music was John Conklin. Well, sorry, okay. I came up with the video along with Desiree. She gave me all the pictures and all this and all that, and and we mm -hmm. kind of talked it out, and then I put it together for. Her. Um, mm -hmm. So it was it was collaboration between me and Des, you know. And then I talked to Dave after that, and that's probably the last time that I talked to him. Um, I talked to him after that, and he invited me. Well, you know, you should come on the show, and I'm like, Dave, like I've got nothing to add to your show because I mean they're like really guitar talk, right? 
And I'm like, I'm not a great guitar player. You know, what, what, can, what I've got nothing that I can add. And he goes, Oh no, you can come on. I'm like, ah, it's all right, Dave. Don't worry about it. You know, it's cool. It's cool. Um, but I think that's the last time that I talked to him. So that whenever, whenever I made that video was, but you see the way you said, he said, come on, come on, come on. That was yeah. Dave. Yeah. That yeah, was Dave. Yeah. yeah. Come on, have fun with us. Share, share the spotlight. This isn't about me. This is about everybody. Yeah. That was Dave. Yeah. So just, uh, now I wish I had, you know, I wish, I wish I had gone on now, you know, cause I know, I know how much he loved. I know how much he loved this. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, totally. yeah. We all love those. There we go. There's yeah. there's my pinky. Um, but of <laughs> yeah, course it's an EX. Gorgeous. You know, it's an EX. <clears throat> that's cool. Yeah. What a bummer. What a Shot. bummer, man. Poor Desiree. Jesus Christ. Man, poor two Desiree, dogs and a poor, husband. Poor his poor his mom. Yeah, his whole family, you know? right? Yeah. I mean, think about this. They had, they had just in the last few weeks lost both dogs. Yeah. Yeah. This was bad. And, yeah. and, you know, you're coming up, you know, in, in July on what would have been his wedding anniversary. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm just glad he found Desiree and that they were together. And um, was this was this going to be their first anniversary? This was going to be their first wedding anniversary. Yeah, that, wedding yeah anniversary. that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, they were together for a while. But this, you know, there's something special about, you know. Um, well, Tomoko, Tomoko and I sent flowers to the wedding. We did send cool. flowers to the wedding, um, and I was going to send flowers to the to the event to the to the uh, funeral, but I saw that uh, she recommended making a donation to the to the kid was a kidney, yeah, kidney? yeah, www.kidney.org yeah. in in Dave's name, and make no yeah, mistake, so they, I'll, said, I'll look, you, they said look, they said look, they said look, you can send flowers to to the funeral, but you know what, flowers flowers just really don't do anything right. there's some let let some good be done in his name for people that helped sure. make his life a little a little well, longer, see, just, a little easier i'm just hoping know? she keeps my flowers and lets them dry out and presses them in a book and then when people come here these are the flowers from molly no. <laughs> des you know i i i talked to des uh i talked to her yesterday when she's in shock and i talked to her today um and look you know emotions are very high right now yeah yeah. You know, and um, and and she wasn't really, you know, high on the idea of of doing this tribute show. But, you know, I, I think it's I think it's basically, you know, because there there was, you know, a time that, you know, Dave and Johnny butted heads and, and whatnot. But I said, look, um, you know, Tuesday's my night. Dave was my friend. And, you know, the fans deserve to be able to 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 mourn him yeah and, and you know um, even regardless of any any little falling out that him and johnny may have had neither of them would have wished this on the other one i mean it's no, still no i mean no I mean, yeah no no like i said earlier though it really wasn't like people made people made it out to, to look way worse than it actually was the last time we talked we we're like hey Good luck to you. Good luck. Internet drama, right? It, yeah. It's, Dude, it's you, look, you know in the in the, the in the big picture of it, you never get the right time 
to say, I'm sorry. You never get the right time to say, you know what? This is all stupid. This is all water under the bridge. This is dumb. We've been friends for, you never get the right time to say that sometimes. This is one of those times, Yeah. you know, but, but Mm -hmm. I, I felt, look, I I said, you know, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to do anything that, that would upset you, but I'm Dave's friend and, and this is my night. And I, I want to pay tribute to him. I feel he would appreciate the fans appreciating him. I feel that he deserves to be acknowledged, not just on this channel, not just on this show, but whatever they do on Dave's channel, whatever they do, if they do something on Tony's channel, whatever they talk about in, tri- in, in, in chat groups, I want Dave to have as much recognition as possible because I had a lot of love for that man. And I think there's never enough tribute that you could give to the pure heart that was Dave Nesdall. Right. And that that's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just how I feel. And look, I hope, I hope that, that at some point, um, she's not mad at me or, or, or anyone that feels, you know, Hey John, you know, there should be one tribute or whatever. Yeah, I don't feel yeah, that I way. She, I, I don't feel that way. Either. I I don't feel that way. And look, I've I'll always fun- I've always gotten I'll around be at with the fun- I'll be at the funeral and if someone wants to yell at me at the funeral for doing this show tonight, I'll take that lump. I'll yeah, take that I've- I've I'll take that along with her. So I, you know, I don't, I hope she she's wonderful. She's wonderful, but, but you know you what? I understand her feelings being right you know, now, right now. Yeah, emotions are high on all of us. Yeah. And I talked and to I, her uh, yesterday and, and like I said to her yesterday, I said, Des, I said, 2022 has not been kind to you at all. No, oh to any God. of us, to, but you know what? This is the mm-hmm. unkindest cut of all. I mean, look, if, if, uh, uh, you know, uh. There, there's there's a lot of bad th- look the other day i lost another friend uh i was friends with the uh, comic book artist neil adams and uh and he passed away the other day you know if you're a comic book fan you know yeah. he drew batman and green lantern and the avengers and the x-men um and that that sucked but you know i knew him as an acquaintance i knew him you know as someone i talked to at comic book shows or whatever dave is someone i've known on and off for many 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 years and in the last you know specifically uh, number of years, um, you know, we, we were just very close and we, we spent a lot of time together. We, we broke a lot of bread together. We had a lot of deep conversations together. Um, let's not rush George Perez out the door, Bozik, okay? Because I'm friends with him too. But, you know, as far as Dave goes, um, like I said, th- this is, if someone wants to hold today against me, I will take full responsibility for okay, this well, show. Okay, you know, let's just stop I will that. absolutely. Let's just, let's just I'm stop just that talk all together because then you know because even talking about that just kind of puts people on edge, right? So just you know, just sure, you know, sure. you know, friends are just you know, friends are wanting a place to. This, this is this right? is a show. This is yeah, a show so. about love for Dave Nesdall, and I hope <laughs> some good comes out of it in in going to www.kidney.org to make a donation in David Nesdall's name. And um, like I said, this is not an easy show for me to do. It's not an easy show for me to get through, but it's a tribute. It's a tribute to yeah, my this friend. Isn't, this, isn't, this isn't one that I was wanting to do, you know, I, I can't no, it, it's just it's unbelievable. And you never you never think about this stuff. No, like like when I, when Dave and I started doing these shows, I never thought never would have imagined yeah. this type of thing. Yeah. You know? 
Well, I saw somebody in here said, uh, Mully, don't quit your day job. And I know what that refers to. So that's my my don't quit your day job joke of the day. So for Dave, I've got one. Okay. So <laughs> so Mancuda, since you seem to be the, the close. Okay, here we go. So, hey, Dave, if you're up there listening, I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I've turned myself around. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> there we go. That was for Dave. There you go. <clears throat> oh man, what a shame. What a damn shame. Jesus. Well, look, so how I, long have, I, how long have you guys been on tonight? Uh three hours and sixteen minutes. Oh, yeah, so it's far. right there in the corner, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And this is and this yeah. is all this is all for Dave. This is all for, I had other subjects I wanted to talk about, but Dave deserves a show tribute to himself. That's it. That's, that's tonight. Tonight is literally just a tribute. Sure. Let people talk about a celebration of life for David Nestle <coughs> because he deserved it. He yeah. truly, truly, mm -hmm. truly deserved it. Well, yeah. I, I, I just, I really don't even know what to say. You know, it's just, such a damn shame, you know, so young. And uh, he just, what, he just had a birthday, what, like two weeks ago? Yeah, a little less was, than two weeks ago. Was it like the 19th or something? 19th, 20th, somewhere around there? Uh, was it the 20th or 21st? Something. Somewhere around there. I mean, I mean, it was the 19th. It was the, yeah, it was, it was about, it was about 10 days ago or yeah. about, yeah. I mean, that was the last time I spoke to him on the phone, you know? I mean, look, you, you know, in hindsight, you always wish maybe I should have gone over there and taken him out to dinner. Maybe I should, you know, I mean, I know he was with Rob Johnson around that time. I know he was over there. Um, 19th. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey. Yeah, uh, I was right. Okay. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Lynn. Yeah. I just remember it was, you know, that, that time, but, uh, look. Yeah. You know, the, you, you know, know those, those thoughts of, uh, you wish I could have done this. I wish I could have done that. You know, when when my when my when my dad passed, which was thirty years ago, um, he called me the weekend before he before he died. It was a Sunday, and he said, "Why don't you come out to the house today?" I was living with my with my first wife at the time. We were we were still dating, and uh, he goes, "Why don't you guys come out to the come out to the house today?" And I was like, uh, "You know, Dad, we went out drinking last night. I got a hangover. I don't feel like it. We'll come out next weekend." And he said, "Okay." And we got off the phone. And he died that next Friday morning before I had a chance to even talk to him again. But you know, you can't you can't hold that stuff. You, you know, you I mean, can't live like that. And, we, I, and we all, I said, we, I, know, we don't we don't know what's going to happen. If I'd known I that said was earlier, happen, I, I said earlier, I said earlier in the show, I'm going to say it again. If you have friends <laughs> that you haven't spoken to in a while that you think are going to be there, and you knew tomorrow would be a day they died. Make a phone call and reach out to them and just tell them, I love you and I appreciate your friendship. Make yeah. the call, go to the lunch, send the email. Even if you're in a fight with them, make amends tomorrow. Don't, don't wait. Just do it because you know what? That, that next day will never come. It, it, it may never come. You know, we make plans and God laughs. I always say hey, that. John, you know, John, love you, yes. buddy. Love you too, brother. <laughs> Johnny Bean, love you, buddy. Hey, love you too, man. Blue Rhino, would I love like some, you, man. Would you like some gun stock wax? I love you too. 
Well, you know what? I never got to show Dave my finished Kramer, I don't think. I think he saw pictures online, but I never got to do like this on camera with him. Mm -hmm. um, we got the Kramer swirled. Oh, wow. That's gorgeous, man. So that's that's oh, just yeah. gorgeous. This was uh, this was my very first guitar that I bought way back in the mid 80s. Um, look, I had my I had my signature put on the head. Oh, that's just gorgeous, man. That's just gorgeous. This was done by Frost Swirl. So, um, oh, and we, oh, Johnny's always favorite part. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. That's cool. That's Johnny very always, cool. Eddie Van Johnny Halen etched to, into, Johnny etched into the neck, neck plate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Dave would have loved that. And then we got the. Got nice. The, it's right, stealth. The Ed signature on the back. And then the 5150. That's cool. 5150 stealth. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, man. By the way, I, I just got a, uh, a message from Johnny Curtis, who um, I was asking about the, um, the story that, uh, that Dave lent a guitar to Eddie Van Halen and, and uh, Johnny mm. sent it to me. So here's the way it goes. The story of Nesdol lending his guitar to Eddie, as I remember him telling it on the show was that Eddie called into the guitar shop that Dave was working at at the time. Ed was in town and he needed one of his music mans for his next show because something had happened to his. Dave told him that they had one, but it, that it had already been sold to a customer. So he, he would have to call the customer and make sure it was okay to lend to Eddie. Dave called the customer, and the customer was adamant that nobody was allowed to play his new guitar, even Eddie Van Halen. So Dave called Eddie back and told him that the customer was not going to allow anyone to play it, and he was sorry. Dave then told Ed, hey, I have one of your music mans at home. I can go and grab it, and you can borrow that one. Ed ended up showing up to the shop and borrowed the guitar for the show that was that night or the next. Ed mailed back the guitar to Dave with a thank you note that he wouldn't read publicly on the air. I remember him being very happy that Ed never signed it. He said that he would have been pissed if Eddie took a Sharpie to his nice music man. <laughs> but the note was a nice wow. a nice thing to have with it. And um, I know that's something that, uh, that Dave probably treasured, both the memory and the note. And obviously it was a personal note, uh, not meant for, you know, public consumption. But I, I know Dave, you know, treasured that as a as a memory. So that's that's very cool. Thank you, Johnny Curtis, for uh, for reiterating that story. I remember parts of it, but I didn't remember the whole thing. But that's again, this is ex exactly the thing that I said about Dave. Dave was that guy that would give you the shirt off his back. He didn't say no when you wanted a favor, whether he knew you or not. And obviously, Eddie Van Halen, uh, you know, Dave's legendary hero, um, you know, it's a whole thing. But just the idea that that Dave would do that and just say, here, here's my guitar. Go. That's Dave. That was Dave to the T. Right. That's why he mm -hmm. deserves tribute. That's why he deserves to be remembered in such high regard. That's that was Dave Nesdal, the purest fucking heart in the world. Yeah, I remember that story. 
But then again, if Eddie Van Halen want to use any of our guitars, would anybody say no? Well, again, you know, Molly, can I use your put, guitar? Put yourself yeah. in the perspective. You're a guy. Maybe you, you know, you're a Van Halen fan. But do you want your brand new shiny guitar to have no scratches in it? And here's Ed returning it. Hey, man, thanks a lot. Nothing in it for you, but um, it's beat the shit out of now. It's like what, what, I just bought this. It's, you know, mm. some of us would be, hey, that's cool, and others would be like, fuck, it's screwed. Well, Look you at know what? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. It's um, here. Okay, as far as my guitars go, I'm really careful with mine. Give you an example. This guitar, this guitar is 11 years old, <laughs> and it's my main gigging guitar. Look at that. Not a scratch on it. Okay? Yeah. I really take care of my stuff, right? But if somebody put a scratch on it, I would be just livid, right? But I think if Eddie Van Halen banged it up a little bit, I don't think I'd be okay with that. Some people oh, that, would, some people wouldn't. That's the thing, you know. That'd be, I, no, that'd I know awesome. I I I know I I loaned Dave a few guitars, just you know, some he set up and others. Um, you know, I left this Vi guitar with him. I'd uh, have him sign the scratches, Eddie. I did this. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Right? Uh-uh-uh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew Walton sent me a message. Uh, nice tribute to Dave, bro. Dave was going to come on our show the end of May with Rob Johnson. Um, and he, and he shared a, a nice exchange with Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, uh, Rob yeah. and thank you, Andrew. Appreciate Rob that, and, man. uh, Dave were really close, man. I, I talked to Rob, Rob a little Rob, bit. Yes I talked Rob, to Rob, Rob a little bit yesterday and he's just, he's just, in shreds of course dave, dave yeah. was his best Jesus. friend and 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 rob is another guy that you know you have to admire rob he's he's a family man he was a cop he he's devoted to 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 being that that same pure heart that dave was and another just all over nice guy yeah you know so it's no wonder that the two of them were fast friends and, um, you know, they shared so many good memories together. Like I said, I think Dave was over there around with Rob around his birthday, if I remember something to that effect um, around that time. But hey, Edward Van Halen. Um, but, uh, you know, Dave he was also. Yeah, Dave was also a big animal lover. I remember when um, I remember when Howie the Dalmatian passed away. Dave was all <sighs> all upset and choked up. Me, too. Um that was yeah, another, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, we, Tomoko and I both got tears in our eyes when we saw that news. Yeah, right. no, I mean, God, how he's, you know, yeah, how he was. was uh, how, that how long was another, has that been, John? Uh, three years. Has it been three years already? It was. Yeah. It's. It's passed. It's passed a while. <sighs> yeah, but See, I know, you know, Dave's a big animal lover too, and uh, and I am too. I, you know, you couldn't get me off of Dave's uh, black lab. Um, I, I was excuse me i was always kissing that dog i was always petting that dog and you know um I, i'm a huge animal lover too but you know when dave would go on the show sometime with snickers you would just see the the, the love he had for that little guy he was just you know hey snickers what are you doing and, you know he's just it was just so heartwarming you know mm -hmm. and, you know here 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 at the at the mully household uh tomoko tomoko for some reason she can't remember rob's name 
Well, I guess Rob there's Johnson? a couple Robs uh, for that for that yeah. for that reason. There How are do a you should get Johnson? Robs. Johnson's such a you know. If I if I just say Rob, she says who's what who's that right? If I just say Rob <laughs> and I don't give a last name, and she'll say I'll say oh I'm talking to Rob. She goes who's that? And I go John Claude Van Damme. And she goes oh okay. <laughs> yeah, because Rob's into the martial arts. Yeah. Right, right, right. Rob, well, Rob the Claude first time Van she Damme. saw him, she said, "Oh, he looks like John Claude Van Damme." And then it turned no. out, "Oh, he does do the martial arts and all that." That's pretty funny. No, look, Rob. Rob is another guy that would give you the shirt off his back. Oh, He's yeah. such a good-hearted guy. Um, and uh, I, I know Rob's shattered too. I mean, look, yesterday, like I said earlier on the show, I spent my day in yesterday just crying in bed basically i was depressed i was miserable i'm not happy today obviously and i'm sure i'll be uh, a wreck on saturday going to the funeral um do, do you do you live do you live near near uh dave i i i have a place in hollywood california and uh mama kuda my mom uh has a place here in uh on long island where i'm from and i happen to be here now for the last few months so i i'm in town um, you know, back and forth. And I happen to be in here now while, uh, while Dave passed. So I will be, you know, even if I wasn't this, I, I would have flown in for a funeral, sure. you know, cause you, you just do the right thing. And, um, you know, Dave would have done the same. And, uh, so I, I will be there on Saturday and, um, look, you know, it's, it's never easy to say goodbye to your friends, you yeah. know, you never, you never want to mm -hmm. do it, you know, but, um, you know, oh, poor you, you, you want you want to do the right thing. You want to pay tribute to those that deserve it. You want to send them off with honor and you want to share memories and you want to celebrate <laughs> their life. Well, and, and I'd love to be there. But the night is about I'd love to be there. But the flight from Japan's a little too much. Sure. Uh, poor Dave. Yeah, well, there you go. I was real sorry to see that. Jesus, man. No, we, we, it, it really shocked me. It caught me way off guard yesterday, way off guard. Yeah, so. I when I woke up yesterday, I turned on my phone, and it was all these messages. Yeah, saying either I got one for I got the one from Rob at like four thirty in the morning my time, and then every message was, "Did you hear this?" And that happened. That was throughout the day. Well, I woke up about two o'clock in the morning. Now, you guys remember I'm in Japan. So I woke up about two 30 in the morning. I opened my phone because I usually check my phone and there was a message from somebody. I won't name any names because I don't out people. I don't give people's names without their permission. No, same, same here. Same here. So anyway, I got a mail. I got a message from somebody and said, Hey, can I call you? Can I call you now? And I'm like, you know, looking at my phone with one eye and I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning. So I said, sorry, man, it's two in the morning. What's what's up? And, uh, I saw the text bubbles going across the screen. I said, okay, well, he's, he's writing. I'll just open Facebook real quick. So I opened Facebook and the first thing I saw was Dave's picture. And I was like, and I think it was your message. And I was like, what, what? And I reached over and I shook Tomoka. I said, huh? what Johnny's or mine? Yours. Okay. Yours. Yeah. And I said, Tomoka, I said, huh? I said, hon, I think Dave Nestall died. What? And I, and, and so it's like the middle of the night, right? And I'm half awake and I'm like, is today April 1st? What the hell? Huh? Is this some kind of a sick joke? Yeah. That, that right? was and my then, first thought too. Yeah. And then I sent, I sent him, I popped a message off to Rob. I said, is this a joke? And you know, he got back to me and he says, no, it's not. And I was like, oh my God, Jesus. Yeah. So then we were up, you know, 
we were up, you know, half the night. <sighs> Poor Dave. I, I woke up to four messages already in my Facebook inbox. Like I said, I won't mention who they're from, but they they immediately shocked me. And I I, I texted Desiree, is, is this true? And then like once, you know, different people confirmed it for me, I put up a photo and just a couple of heartfelt words. And then I was just beside myself for most of the day. And then just my inbox was pounding with people and my post. And then someone said, Hey, you know, you should probably take it down because, uh, you know, the family hasn't announced his death yet. And I said, I said, you know what, man, not for nothing. Um, with, with love and respect to the family, everybody and their mother is messaging me the last hour. I, I, by that time I already had about 50 messages and I said, everybody knows. I said, I wasn't even the one to break the news. The news was broken to me. And I, I just put up a, a, you know, a a nice photo of my friend in tribute. Um, and and look, everyone was in shock and, 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 you know, feelings are, 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 you know, feelings are, 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 everyone's upset, you know, emotions are running high for all of us. At the end of the day, we're all united in, we love the man and we miss the man. And it's a shock and there's no right answer. There's no right way to, to, you know, to say to everyone, Hey, it's, you know, when, when, when 50 people have now messaged me, uh, you know, Hey, John, did you hear about Nesdal? I, I think it's too late to, to, to say, you know, um, you know, this is a secret. It's, it's a shock to everyone. Everyone's got, well, you know, everyone's John, just I, been John, kicked I think, in it, the I think it goes back to the, the times of newspaper days when, you know, don't put the information out there until the family's notified, you know, that type of thing. Right. And I think, well, the family know, was notified. The family right, right, was right, the right. first but one. But you know what I mean? The, like they're probably, the, probably waiting the fam- for Desiree to make a, make a, make a note first. A, um, a public statement, a public you know, statement. I, but I you understand know that side of it, but I also understand, you know, it's the internet and you can't really contain something like that. You know, like I said, but by, by the time <clears throat> I had put up my Facebook post about it, I already had a packed inbox right, of people right. asking, did you hear this? Because, you know, some people knew before me, I wasn't the first to know. Yeah, I, yours, I and obviously, your, your and, message, and obviously spread fast. Your post was the first one that I saw. And I saw the messages from Rob and some other people asking you to take it down. But then I did see some other messages that were posted before yours. I, I saw some I, before, I think I, I think before I saw mine three or too. Four of them that were posted before yours. I saw yeah. a few that were before mine too. And like I said, I listen. I have nothing but respect and love for the family. But when when my inbox is packed, there's nothing to announce. Okay, the world's talking about it already. You know, and and I lost a friend. I lost my friend. We're all upset. Emotions are high. We're all upset. You know, there's no right answer for anything. The one thing you can do is honor the man. And 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 show love to the man and talk about him to honor him and uh, and that was it. Like I said, you know, yeah, Keith you know, Keith's got a good point. Most don't have all the info either. That was the other thing. I was reluctant to say anything because, you know, usually when something like this happens, I want to know what happened. You know why? Sure. And and I found that out later on. You know, and, I didn't. And, I didn't. I didn't want to detail that. I right. just basically said, look, 
I lost a friend today and here's something you should know. I love the man. I'll miss him. And you know, you so should I, I was reluctant you know. to post anything, but then after I saw Desiree's post, then I felt, okay, all right, I can go ahead and say something then because, you know, I just kind of, after seeing see everybody jumping on you, I was like, yeah, I don't want that on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I basically waited because I, I knew today that today was the day to, to do something. And everybody knew, like, so. Let, yeah. Let's put it this. Let's put it this way. Um, if 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 everyone wanted that to be quiet and a secret for a time, then I shouldn't have woken up with a bunch of messages talking about it. I shouldn't have looked on Facebook and seen a bunch of other posts before mine. So you know, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter who's giving tribute as long as everyone's giving tribute. Okay. You know because what? we all aside, aside, aside from this, aside from this talk, you know what I always wanted? I always wanted to send one of my guitars to Dave and have him set it up for me. Cause I always heard that he did a really good setup. He did. He was amazing at it. He did a yeah. few of them for me. I always wanted, I always wanted to do that. Never got the chance to. Yeah, he set he, up. He was good. He set up one of my guitars, but I had already sold it to somebody, and so I never got to play it with that setup. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helped sell the guitar fast for sure. Thank you, Janice. Yeah, and Keith Campbell said it best: Dave deserves tribute always, right. and we all owe him a debt. And like I said, I you know, I I don't want anyone pissed off at 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 you know me giving tribute to to someone i love so i hope it doesn't upset anyone okay well let's let's skip away from that talk because the more we say it the people that are bothered by are going to be even more bothered by it so you know what i mean so i do yeah um anyway like i said i met dave through this show back in the probably early 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 days it, yeah. it was i had moved i had lived to see we, when we started doing the shows, I was living over in San Ramon. This right. was 20. I moved here in 2015. Okay. So we started doing them in 2014, like here and there, like like a, a Saturday right. or, or whatever. But then when we really started doing them like weekly or, or yeah, or yeah, three days a week, it was here like 2016. 16 ish so we right. would have met you 16 17 probably around that time yeah yeah somewhere although i mean i had known of you for a lot of years already from yeah from, from the vhml van halen, stuff, yeah van halen mailing list and stuff and yeah that know. goes jesus that goes back 30 years yeah 20 years 20 some 20 some odd years 24 yeah god yeah man, that was quick um, yeah, I remember when you, when you guys started the show, um, I think like you said, you were already living there when I started coming on the show with you guys. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I remember I did your show. I did a podcast. I did one of your right. podcasts. That's right. You and I did a podcast. Yeah. Um, and then you probably came on here afterwards or right around that. that and that I think time. since then you have passed me in subscribers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what do you got now? Uh, I know you were pushing the. Let's get eight thousand together. Now you're pushing nine thousand. So I'm assuming you got the eight. It's 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 
push a nine. Yeah. Okay, I'm about eighty four. I'm Thousand. about eighty four. I'm about eighty four hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Janice. I, I just want to bring up Janice Lala uh, tagged me in a photo on Facebook of Dave holding a yellow gem. It was not uh, the the yellow gem that belonged to Steve I that I showed as tonight's show and tell guitar. This was a yellow gem that Dave owed that Dave owned, um, basically in memory that he liked the yellow gem that I showed tonight. But this was actually Dave's guitar. I'm just going to show this photo. This is. Um, uh, D- this is Dave with Janice Lala and his lovely wife Desiree. You could, let's see if I can. Um, oh Christ, I'm so bad at this. <laughs> you want to you want to push it all the way forward? Let's see. I think Dave actually used to say that. There push it all the way forward. Yeah, yeah. closer, yeah. closer. Yeah. Just the two. There you go. There's there's <laughs> there's Dave with his gem. There's Janice Lala in the middle. And to the left is Dave's lovely wife, Desiree, the love of his life. And um, that's at Greenwich music. That's such a, that's such a great photo. I'm going to save that one. Thank you for sending that Janice. Thank you, Janice. Yeah, that's really cool. No, Dave, Dave, you know, Dave loved his guitars and Dave loved his friends. I don't have any pictures with Dave. We never met face to face. Yeah. I, I, John, you and I didn't, I didn't Johnny, never, you and no. I have never met face to face either. But I do no. have this picture. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That's my uh some something about Mully. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, anyway, guys, I just wanted to get in and, you know, just pay pay my respects to Dave. Um thank you, Molly. So, uh I will let you guys get back to what you're doing. It's it's after 1 here. I haven't had lunch yet, so um, Thank you, man. And go down and eat. You guys have a good rest day. You guys out there in the in the chat, um, good seeing y'all. And uh, yeah, I, I will be making a donation to the uh, the kidney organization for and yeah. Name. Just do it. Do it in the name of David Nesdal. It's a beautiful way to pay tribute to to him, and um, just you know something that uh, that I know he would be happy to see that right. he would oh, want. Oh, before we go. I'm going to show you guys something. Johnny, you haven't seen this yet. Um, I got, I finally got a case for the, the three ball. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I call, I call it my underwear. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Wow. Oh, how cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Look at that. Is that, is that Gary on that side? And then. Michael, and then Alex is. Uh, I think Alex is underneath, or he's on top. One there he is. Yeah, I see it. He's there somewhere, and then I he's on the side. He's he's right there on the other side, but it's he's the it's up and down the way it's written. Okay. And there's there's Edward. Yeah, and there's put some guitar picks in there for for show. <clears throat> nice. There we go. 
the three awesome awesome hey thanks thanks for coming on tonight molly really appreciate that brother yeah yeah um so i will let you guys go mick mars is 72 damn all right oh man okay guys well thanks for having me in tonight and uh yeah and dave rest in peace brother Um, there's to that yeah if you're at home, raise a toast to David Nesdall, the best friend you could ever hope to ask for. Here, Dave, I raise a diet Dr. Pepper to you. I raise a Waterloo. I raise a delicious Bang Energy drink. There we go. Okay, guys, I'm out of here. Thank All you, right. man. Talk to Good you night. soon, man. Bye-bye. And yeah, Clayton James Hicks brings up uh, today, or tomorrow technically, but since it's midnight here in New York, I will say... May the 4th be with you. It is Star oh. Wars Day, so celebrate it. Celebrate and uh, have a good May the 4th, Star Wars Day. There you yeah. go. I, I, I love May the 4th. I'm a huge Star Wars geek. Yeah, I usually post uh, pictures of uh, Howie the Dalmatian with, uh, with Star Wars action figures. Nice. Every year. Nice. I, I love May the 4th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anyone else want to come on the air? Anyone uh, feel like yeah, D- Keith Campbell says David Crosby calls it meh the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> meh, bastard. <laughs> even Dave Cros- even David Crosby respected Dave Nesdall. Crosby didn't respect any of the rest of us, but he respected Nesdall. <laughs> there you go. Even David Crosby, that bastard. Crosby, why couldn't it have been you? Oh, gosh. Anyway. Uh, if anyone wants to come on the air, tell a great Nesdall story. Uh, Johnny, uh, show the phone number real quick. Share any other memories you have of Dave Nesdall. Something you saw on the show or just meeting him in person. Anything you guys got. Always happy to have that. Bubby Dukakis says, I used to play that Star Wars game at an arcade in the beach. That and Tron. I have a Tron machine in my house in L.A. I wanted to get a Star Wars machine, too, but I don't have the room for the sit-down one I want. Not with all the other stuff I have, but maybe someday I'll get one. But, yeah, great stuff, man. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool games. Yeah. Any uh, other phone calls? We're all running call, out of steam tonight. Call now. Last last call for <clears throat> phone call. I don't think Dave really was a, a big McMars fan. Keith Campbell says, would Dave want to talk about McMars today? Keith, Keith wasn't, um, uh, Dave wasn't a big, uh, big Mick fan. I don't think he disliked him, but Dave, Dave liked guys like, um, you know, like Steve Vai, like Eddie Van Halen. He like was Larry, Andy Timmons and and um, <laughs> excuse me and Larry yeah. Mitchell and he was he was really into like blues players, blues rock, blues based, blues based. Like like yeah. uh, I I remember he uh, you know because 
we did a lot of shows. A lot of them you would see his guitars in the background. Sometimes you'd see him with the other side of the room. Sometimes he would do them from like his bedroom. And I remember he had a, a big photo in the back of, of one of his rooms. Of It's a very famous photo of, of Robert Cray, Eric Clapton, and uh, Jimmy. Is it Jimmy, Jimmy Vaughn, I think? Stevie Vaughn? Steve Vaughn? Uh... Jimmy. Stevie Ray Vaughn's brother. Okay. So he had that. And I, I think, I think Nesdal, I think he, he, he liked a lot of stuff. He liked a lot oh, of yeah. stuff. But... R2, R3 brings up, um, Desiree bought Dave a, a Blue Red Beach Kramer Pacer. Oh, I yeah. Remember. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, um, it was a Kramer Pacer that looked a lot. It was basically the twin of one Red Beach played in the early days of Winger. Yeah. Dave mm-hmm. also liked Reb. Um, you know, Ingve. Did Dave like Ingve? No, nah, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dave liked Ingve. I know nobody I know likes Dave, Ingve. I know Ingve likes Ingve. That's about <laughs> it. I, I know. I know Van Halen and Vi were like two of his big guys, and Andy Timmons, of course. And it was nice that Dave had a relationship with Andy. You know, mm-hmm. Dave, Dave is that guy that, that, you know, when you meet a fan, when you're a pro player and you meet a fan, it's nice to actually have more than just some gushing guy come up to you with nothing to say. Dave had real conversations with people. Dave had a lot of knowledge to share with guys like Andy Timmons. They could talk shop. They could talk about mutual friends and, and tech stuff and, you know. Um, and equipment and gear and stuff and, you know, amp settings. And, you know, Dave, Dave, Dave offered a lot of, uh, a lot of conversation back, you know, like I said, I, I remember um, with, uh, with, with, uh, with, when, when we interviewed um, not Andy, but um, let's say Dave also knew Steve Brown of Trickster who, who I'm, I'm friendly mm-hmm. with and, uh, and he liked him. And he um, and Steve Lynch of Autograph, when we interviewed him, Dave and him behind the scenes, you know, of course, you know, what you see on the screen is us doing an interview and talking. And but, you know, when the cameras ended, you know, the, the three of us were just in, in the in the back room chat just for, I, I guess, like almost two hours just on our own conversations about gear and stuff like that. And, um, you know, hmm. Dave, Dave held a lot of respect among pro players and uh you know, even not pro players, you know, I mean, that that's what knowledge gets you is is the respect that uh, that he had, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Keith Campbell said, don't even get me started with pedals and amplifiers. Oh, God. Dave, Dave was like just an encyclopedia about that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, well, he, he had a lot of that stuff. He, he, I remember oh, sure. some of the some of the shows that we did. You know, he would show off his pedal boards, and he had like several of them. He had like a oh, yeah. main board, and that, well, you you were there, so you probably saw. I, it. I've been to his house many, yeah. many times. Yeah, I played with many much of his equipment. I, I remember he was showing me this uh, this Yamaha, this little Yamaha. Even though he had you know the big EVH, uh, you know oh. amps and the Marshalls, yeah. and you know he showed me that little lunchbox Yamaha that he would mm-hmm. use on a daily basis. And he's like, plug that in, check that out. And and we were just noodle around on that Yamaha. And I was like, wow, this thing really sounds great. And he's like, it's 300 bucks. It is, it is like bang for the buck. You know, Dave mm-hmm. was never like an elitist. He just like played what he liked. And he, he just had such a, a good energy when he got new gear. He truly enjoyed 
the gear for the right reasons. He's like, you know, you know, look at this guitar. You know, I just got this SG and, you know, this is fun and play this yeah. and check this out and, you know, play these Les Paul juniors with me. He just really enjoyed the gear for all the right reasons, you know? Oh, Bozik hey, has one of those too. I think doesn't, uh, does Jay have one also? I know someone else got one. We all have one. We all have one. Yeah, that the little Yamaha. TH TH THRX. Something like that. I've never he known. Sh- he showed it to me also yeah. in um in Music Zoo when we were in Music Zoo one day and we were we were playing some <clears throat> Les Paul Juniors they had and Dave's like, grab that amp. You know, it's like it was just so fun. Yeah, Dave played Larry Mitchell's uh eight pedal board. Dave knew his stuff, man. Mitch. Dude, I have I had no memory of that either, man. Mitch Har- Heyman, Harmon Heyman was on like our very first show, and I had no clue that I didn't know that we even met you then, man. It's so weird. <laughs> Just like a bittersweet memory, you know. It's so, so good to see. It's so good, you know. This <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah, R two R three locking not mentions that Yamaha THR ten X. That was it. Um, yeah. Yeah, Dave wasn't an elitist. He, you know, it's like, you know, here's a guy with a 59 Les Paul and he's, he's, you know, happy to plug it into this cute little Yamaha that just sounds good. And that was all that Dave cared about is like, I don't care what the name brand is. You know, it's not about it being a Marshall. It's, it's about sounding good and, and good tone and, you know, bang for the buck. And, uh, you know, th- this is, this is one of the things about Dave is, uh, you know, he would share that stuff with you. It's like, hey, you don't have to spend that much money. You can get something like this and sound terrific. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let's see. Heard to himself a quirk sniffer. We talked about live on the air on his show. Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Bozik says, you got one thing wrong, Mancuda. Dave was an elitist when it came to expensive axes. He referred to himself as a cork sniffer when we talked about it live on the air on his show. Yes and no. He, Dave had an appreciation for, for really good gear, but he never looked down on something like a new Gibson SG you know, that didn't cost that much. I remember being in the store and we were trying out um, some new Fender Strats and and the Gibson SGs. And I remember, you know, it's like, you know, here's, here's, you know, a $1,500 guitar, even though, you know, he's played, you know, really vintage, you know, 1961 SGs. Um, you know, he, he wasn't, I'll only play this. You know, he, he was fine to get a newer one that wasn't the vintage one. That's that's all I'm saying. No, he didn't mm-hmm. like, you know, entry-level imports. A lot of us don't. I, I, I personally, I'm not a fan of, you know, import Charvels or import BC Riches. Even though I make some, they make some decent guitars, they're not for me. Same thing with Dave. Dave, just because he could buy a 61 Gibson SG, didn't mean he rejected the newer uh, SG replica and, and you know, the reissue rather, and, and bought that and enjoyed the shit out of it, even though it wasn't, you know, breaking the bank, you know? He, he liked both. But I, I know what you're saying, though. I do. You know, but like I said... Um, see that's the thing yeah you like the 500 to 1000 dollar import guitars i'm not a fan of those either dave wasn't a fan of those either but you know it's i'm just saying like um you know new new guitars that didn't cost much 
he liked certain things like we all do, you know, and, um, you know, some people like the newer imports or the cheaper imports and some people don't. I'm not a fan of them. Dave wasn't a fan of them, but Keith Campbell says it best. He played what he loved and he loved sharing that with everybody. And, um, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's really at the end of the day, that's, that's really what mattered. Dave shared his friendship. It was the truest friendship I've ever known. Uh, Dave, when Dave said he, he, he loved you, he meant it. When Dave gave you a hug, it was genuine. When Dave shared knowledge, it was for the right reasons. And, um, you know, when Dave, you know, played something, it was, it was out of love for what he played. You know, he, he respected artists, he respected people and, uh, and he earned everyone's respect. And that's, uh, that's basically where we sit boys and girls. So I appreciate everyone coming on tonight and, um, you know, that this, this is, it's hard for all of us. It's shocking. It's never the right time to say goodbye. And, um, I'll be there on Saturday saying it in person and that'll, that'll just shatter me. But I'm proud to say it publicly that, uh, Dave Nesdall was my friend. Dave Nesdall was an on-air co-host that got me into this. Dave Nesdall was Mm -hmm. um, someone that I loved dearly. And I had so much respect for him and love for him. And I'm glad to see from Facebook, from Instagram, from on here, from the comments, from the thumbs up, from uh, leaving donations to to, uh, www.kidney.org. And, uh, and all the tributes that will be coming that Dave had earned a lot of love and a lot of respect from a lot of people. And I'm, I'm really glad to see that. That's, that's the consolation prize. But otherwise, the good thing is because Dave was on the air on this channel, on his own channel, and, um, and a bunch of others, we'll always have that. We'll always be able to see him and hear him and learn from him and share the goodness that he was. And, um, that, that gives me some little bit of comfort that we can always watch him. And if you haven't watched all the episodes of Nez says and old episodes of, of, of the, of the shows he did on this channel and of the newer shows he did under, uh, guitar town hall, then, uh, then take the time, take the time and, and enjoy him because he did that all for you. He did that all for you. He did that all for a love of you people and, and, and for his friends and for everyone who shared his passion about guitars and music. He did that all for you. So take the time and go to his channel and leave thumbs on his videos and watch them and treasure them. And, and again, Thank you all for being friends and fans of Dave Nesdall. We love you. We miss you. And um, thank you for leaving us a legacy of so much knowledge and enthusiasm for what you loved and we, well, and we all love and share that love with us. Thank you so much for your videos. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for everything you have done for the guitar community and for your friends and family and much condolences to all of his friends and fans and especially his mom, Bev 
and his beautiful wife, Desiree. Um, again, I raise the final toast to you, Dave Nesdall. You are the best friend a, a man could ask for. We love you. We cherish you. We honor you. And I hope that some of my words have, have reached you in heaven. And, um, and I hope this was at least uh, a, a, a semi-fitting tribute to all that you gave us both as, as friends and, 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 um, and we'll miss you and we love you. So there you go. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Let's thank, let's thank our channel members for, uh, for coming on tonight and please feel free in the video to leave comments and, and accolades of Dave and please watch on his channel tributes that they do and any other tributes that are done for him. And, um, again, I, I say www.kidney.org. Dave would love if you made a contribution in his name, um, to what was his favorite charity. That's, that's the best parting gift you could give. And, um, again, funeral information, uh, we've said it earlier in the video. Johnny will put it in the chat. I'll read it one more time real quick. Uh, funeral, Saturday, May 7th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. McLaughlin Kramer Meagle Funeral Home, 220 Glen Street, Glen Cove, New York, 11542. You can send flowers, but I recommend instead of flowers, make a contribution to the Kidney Foundation under Dave's name. Honor him and thank him with that final parting gift. Uh, let's let's give thank you to our beloved channel members. Uh, David Allen Wright, Mike Neese, Keenan Neighbors, Paul Martin Woods, Mr. Mick, Bubby Dukakis, Small Mouth Guy, Lawrence Christensen, Symmetry, Majestic PB&J, Cat Warlag, Sherman Callahan, James S5150, James Gum, Wayno, Thomas Santiago, Vinyl Freak 59, uh, I'm sorry, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G, Music Therapy Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green, Christopher Live Sawa, All Dave, All Night, Murph Murphy, Steve Barton, Fernando Riley, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, R2R3 R2, 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 Locking Nut, 6 Chick 71, John Marana, Hillary Lewis, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt 5150, KXM Rock, R Hab, Stephen Franklin, Carol Hatcher, Sean Shreds, Margaret Scranton, Michael, the Captain Smith, Jesus Rapes Me, Nicole Mrazek. False Flag, Ghost BC Rich, Hugh Caldwell, Jim Nicholas, Mr. BHB Jr., that is Bruce, uh, Thomas Santiago, Lenny Lou, and my little geriatric sex kitten, Mary, uh, Bozik, uh, the Chad, Brian Spaulding, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. Everyone, thank you so much um, for joining us on this tribute to our friend and yours and again um we love you and we miss you david nesdall buddy this one's for you say hi to eddie van halen in heaven for us i'm sure he's enjoying your company man we'll miss you thank you everybody and uh we will leave you with with uh, another clip. Let's see. We'll do this one here. 
All right. Good night, everyone. We love you, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm I'm having a great time. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah. I got to just tell you, man, you need to get rid of that beard. It's just time. Time for that thing to go. Well, you, you don't like the beard? I mean, I, it's not like I got to kiss you or anything, but I think it's got to go. It's just looking ready. Uh, you, okay. All right. I, I'll get rid of it. All right. All right. There we go. It's gone. Hey, how long that, how long's that thing? How long has that yeah. thing been on anyway? That beard. Uh, Ten minutes. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to say at least four four months.